0: of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blades with Doc Thompson.
2: Okay, I, I'm going to need a list or something. I'm I, I'm going to need a list because I don't want to accidentally stumble into some sort of racist symbol. I don't want to accidentally offer up some racist dog whistle symbol today, Chris. I, I didn't realize they're all around us.
3: Well, yeah, I'll give you that. They are all around us.
2: I mean, you could just uh, be uh, telling somebody, they're like, hey, did you get that thing? Yeah, okay, we'll leave it for. Wait, okay? Mm. Okay? Okay, Okay. dog whistle, racism, Mm -hmm. boom. I could just be offering up some friendly gesture to somebody today and secretly be signaling some Aryan takeover. (laughs) I don't want to accidentally, you know, start the next battle in the race war. (laughs) There was one started yesterday on Capitol Hill. Again? Oh yeah, the confirmation hearings.
3: Well, we do know we have a white supremacist president, so he will he probably send that person to to send some signs over there.
2: Did did you see it on display?
3: Um, I think I know what you're talking about.
2: Zina Bash. Yes, she is a White House attorney yes. who has been acting as uh, Neil. I'm um, not Neil Gorsuch. Um, Judge Kavanaugh. Brett mm-hmm. Kavanaugh's kind of liaison. He's assistant through this whole process. You know, confirmation hearings. So she was sitting behind him yeah. just over his left shoulder yesterday. And Zena Gelman Bash offered up a white supremacist white power symbol. Whoa. Did you see what it was? It's the OK. I don't even want to talk about this, but I feel like it's our duty to make sure people understand mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the the okay, I can't do it, the okay symbol, the hand gesture. Mm, you know, mm. the sur- thumb and index finger making a circle, mm-hmm, three other mm-hmm, fingers mm-hmm. up high.
3: Well, yeah, because you got the double. What are you
2: doing? Don't do that. Nah. Don't show it.
3: Well, I have to explain you're why. Fl- you
2: can do it, but just don't show it. You're flashing gang symbols here.
3: Yeah, but I have to show, like, why is it? It's... I
2: think you can explain it. Nobody needs triggered like that this morning. How okay. do you know you're not starting some sort of war? Because I'm not Unless... Wife. Are you also a white supremacist? I'm not a white supremacist because I'm not white. You don't have to be. Mm. You could believe in white supremacy. Do you think that whites, you've told me that list, whites are at the top of the dating pyramid. They
3: are in the top of the dating See, pyramid, See, you're yes. saying
2: whites are supreme. That's what I'm... So you are a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Just like Zena Bellman Gelman Bash. Who? Zena Gelman Bash. Okay. She apparently, I mean, her, her mom's a Hispanic. Yes. And her dad is a descendant of Jew. uh, Polish Jews. Yes. But she is a white supremacist. Oh, Sitting behind mm. Judge Kavanaugh with her arms crossed and her right hand resting on her left hand, mm. but offering up the okay white power symbol. <laughs> it doesn't seem that powerful to me. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, like the black power fist. That's a better one. That's powerful. That's a fight. The man, get that fist up there, baby. We're bringing it. That's powerful. Just a casual little, but nevertheless, Chris, it is. And I don't want to be sucked into this. I saw what happened on social media yesterday. What happened? People melted down (laughs) within just a couple of hours. There were tens of thousands of tweets. It trended. Her, her, her name trended yesterday. The OK symbol trended. Various. I mean, all over the place. I don't want to be somebody who accidentally offers this up. I mean, you obviously are white supremacist. You have no problem with that. but
3: Oh, you know, that's... Uh,
2: I mean, people know I don't want to trigger people. Uh, they recognize my character as one of let's all get along and not trigger each is other. Is it? You know. I and don't think I, so. I saw a lot of reason... You may think this is crazy. This okay. whole white power uh, symbol I thing. I think it is, yes. You may think that a lot of people on the right were challenging it, but... Chris, there were a lot of reasonable, educated people on the left saying, yes, this is a power symbol. There's a woman named uh, Amy Siskind. Who's that? Just some lady, but she oh, happens, okay, she happens okay. to be a former Wall Street executive. Oh! You don't, you okay, don't, so, you don't get no, those jobs no, no, if you you're you're an idiot, if your IQ is 12. You don't get that. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> she tweeted with the okay. picture and a link to it that says, what fresh hell is this? Oh, Cavanaugh's assistant Zina Bash giving the white power symbol right behind him during the hearing. This alone should disqualify. Should be disqualifying.
3: Should be disqualifying.
2: Yeah. That, in other words, this thing alone—just her flashing up that symbol—should. Should he's done. Yeah. He's done. Yep.
3: But why? He has nothing to do with her, and she has nothing to do with him.
2: She's his assistant, sitting right behind him at the hearing. And who did she? Uh, who does she work for ultimately? Trump. Who appointed Kavanaugh? Trump. Ha! The link is made. White power symbol. This disqualified Kavanaugh. Gotta go. Gotta That's get him so, out of there, Chris. So confused right now. Then uh, Ava Gollinger, she is an attorney. Okay, okay. Uh, just a person commenting on okay. the story like, like some of the others. Said Zena Bash, Trump White House advisor and Kavanaugh assistant, does racist white power symbol live on TV during Kavanaugh hearing. Oh, she's been smirking and making faces since the start of the hearing. Racist government, racist judge. Hashtag, hashtag stop Kavanaugh <laughs> right there, Chris. They know it's there. You're going to let this let this continue. This type of racism, overt racism at that, Chris, right there. You don't care about this? Not, not really. Well, I'm a little concerned about stumbling on the. The white power symbol. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to trigger some sort of, some sort of war.
3: And and the thing about the the WP, this we covered this like last year. It was just trolls. What? It was trolls. It was it re, it was it was, okay. was
2: nothing. You don't. You're not getting it, man. You're not getting it.
3: Of course I'm not getting it because there's nothing to get.
2: That's what the trolls want you to think that it's just that there's nothing.
3: So there's. So Peppa the Frog is also a, a racist white supremacist. <sighs> okay,
2: you're so why, why? Why are you so linear in this stuff? So flat? You what don't you understand the, what's really going on? Do you think it's just about a white power symbol or not? Yes, the alt right is orchestrating this whole thing. Okay, Can, uh, I'm sorry I have to do this. It's a little embarrassing. You remember this show, and you're not getting this, but okay. I'll, I don't want to call you out. Wired had an article on this very thing last night. Wired, okay. Okay. I, you I, know, the respected uh journalistic outpost. The, I'm sorry? <laughs> the Did you say Minister of Propaganda already said No, I didn't say that. Oh. I, said,
3: I said you know the, the great media
2: The outpost, the yeah. journalistic integrity that is wired. Yeah. Oh,
3: you know, right now everybody is studying journalism. It's like <laughs> wired
2: is Oh, it's top rung right now, yeah. The headline, the alt right's newest ploy. Trolling with false symbols.
3: What, what, what was that
2: side for? So,
3: so now we troll. Yes. But now we're just so 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 the, uh so first we have dog whistles.
2: Dog whistles out there. To to rally Ooh, up the racists. Secretly, races. right, secretly, because secretly. You yes. wouldn't just go, hey, that yeah. black guy I'm not voting for exactly. you. Exactly. you need the secret dog whistle, right? So and then Ooh. now Then you have the racist symbols. The racist symbols. But all of that. Is a ploy of the alt right. The alt right knows that's all fake, uh-huh. but that's the reason they're doing it. Can can I explain? I, yes. because um, I don't know if I can fully do it justice. So I'm just going to share some clips, yeah, just some excerpts from the wired from the wired article.
3: Okay.
2: The most fiendish trolls are evolving into professionals. The article says, mm-hmm. using bait so effective that people can't seem to help biting. They represent the so-called alt right the meme-fluent arm of white nationalism. The Mm alt-right is the meme-fluent arm of American white nationalism. Okay. Even as their memes morph into militaristic propaganda, because Pepe the Frog...
3: (laughs) Come on. If Pepe the Frog cannot rally up a bunch of white people to against the the minorities... I
2: mean, it's militaristic propaganda. yes, Yes. They said this loosely organized troll army inhabiting extremist corners of social media has adopted a new tactic claiming mundane objects like well i'll get to those in a minute mundane objects as symbols of white supremacy even reappropriation provides another reminder that trolls greatest strength lies in weaponizing your anger whoa weaponizing i told you about it yesterday didn't didn't we cover this (laughs) word yesterday yes they're weaponizing your anger not their anger your. They're pissing you off and that's their weapon. Wow. They they go on to say, "This goes beyond sowing irritation or confusion among normies or snowflakes." All on,
3: that normies?
2: That's in quotes. That's a that's a thing. So who's it. a normie? Like people that don't get triggered? No, normies, the non-alt-right people. Oh! The good-loving okay. people on the left, you oh,
3: know. Oh, the Antifa. I, 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 they misspelled Antifa.
2: <laughs> yes, and normies, <laughs> they, that's what it was. They misspelled it poorly. They completely the poorly, misspelled very bad. Antifa. No F in there at all. No. <laughs> it says the alt-right is attempting to normalize itself and its ideas. You ready? Okay. Now, here's where it gets. Okay. The way they want to normalize it, it says if anybody who drinks, because milk is a, is a white power yes, symbol. Yes, I, I
3: found that out yeah, as white. well, yes. I'll go
2: down the yes. list, because okay. I, I think I got some, but... They said, if anyone who drinks milk might be called a Nazi, the idea of someone being a Nazi starts to look more pedestrian. I think what they're saying is, you know, milk is a a white power symbol. So when you see people drinking milk, and any one of them could be a Nazi, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, I know that's a white power symbol. Mm, That guy's drinking milk. He might be a Nazi. Then... You know, people being Nazis seems pretty normal.
3: Okay, okay.
2: Good old milk-drinking guy there, you know. I can relate. He becomes, you're normalizing this Uh, milk-drinking activity, right? I mean, you're out there and people are just randomly drinking milk. It looks very normal. Yes, yes, yes. They say conspiracy theorists also use secret symbols and gestures, but the alt-right turned it upside down, then inside out. Mm -hmm. Rather than accuse other people of secretly communicating an evil agenda, Uh, see their idea that you're doing it. They say all of this, in the eyes of the troll, makes the mainstream media look like buffoons. Mm. The mainstream media are not making themselves look like buffoons. The alt-right. The alt-right. The 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 alt-right is the one doing all of this. Mm -hmm. It's not CNN's constant Trump derangement syndrome coverage. It's not that. It's this. So the idea is the trolls started the alt-right trolls. Okay. And by the way, of course, that is the uh, meme-fluent arm of the white nationalists. Yes, Remember yes, Remember that. That's yes, who we're yes, talking yes, about. Those who've created the militaristic propaganda. Yeah, those people. the frog. Right. They have said, all right, we're here at the All right, we're at the meeting. We're at the meme-fluent arm of the white nationalists. You know, the alt-right, the alt-right. meeting. Right. The right. You hear? we can take roll call? All uh-huh. right, great, great. We'll just skip that. We all know we're white. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> We could go out there and offer up our little hand signals, Mm -hmm. our little dog whistles. It's kind of a secret. You there with me? Yeah, got your back. But how about this? How about we create fake racist symbols and it'll drive them crazy? Hmm. We'll kind of gaslight them. Okay. That's their plan. That's the
3: white supremacist people's plan.
2: The so-called alt-right, who yes. is the meme-fluent yeah. arm of the, um, white, the white nationalists. Right. Yes. That's their plan.
3: So <sighs> They're giving way too much credit, guys.
2: So the okay symbol is a white power symbol. Yes. But it only became that as a fake white power symbol, symbol. from the alt-right to trigger, trigger everybody on the left. The normies. The normies, exactly. But now that they recognize this is, uh, it just is. It is. So there it is. So the alt-right creates the fake ones. Like they'd go, see this bell? It's a racist. white bell. Boom. I just create some sort of backstory on how, well, it's a Matt Bevin bell, and we know he's a racist because he's a Republican. So oh, yes. <clears throat> you just say bell ringing, cowbell ringing, boom. That's a white power symbol. Mm-hmm. And then people start tweeting out a little picture of it, or a bell in parentheses, or whatever it is, and it becomes a thing, and they're like, it's a so it's a white power symbol. Mm. It starts triggering them. You got it now? I think so. Now, I have a list of some of the um, lesser known. We mentioned milk. Do you know how that became a, uh, a white power symbol? Because it's white? No, that's what I thought too. Because white people only drink milk? There's a uh, Nature article in 2013 uh, <laughs> that says that Northern European adults have no trouble with lactose. Oh, are you kidding me? White people can drink milk. Others can Now, there is a little science to this too. Everybody at some point in their life becomes, lactose on some intolerant. level, yeah. lactose intolerant. It may not yeah. be a real problem. It might be a slight one. But every adult does because our bodies aren't made for that. Mm-hmm. But there are certain races <coughs> that have much more trouble with it. They say something like, I remember reading this article 10 years ago. If you're Asian, like 90% of Asians by the time they're like 22 have lactose intolerance mm-hmm. on some level. Yeah. And then it goes up. It's like uh, then Hispanics, then blacks, whatever. But whites have the least trouble with it. Mm. So that's the reason, Chris. Got we could sit there and drink milk and it's just rubbing y'all's nose in it. Your non-white nose is being rubbed in the fact that I can do this and you get kind of white privilege. <laughs> okay. Eye contact.
3: What's with the eye? Hold on. Eye contact is racist? I mean, it's a uh, white supremacist?
2: It's a, it's a racist microaggression. <clears throat> Uh, this, according to Oxford University, students, students who avoid making eye contact could be guilty of racism. What? Yeah.
3: What science is behind that?
2: This was a, an article last year. This is from the UK. Uh, the university's equity and diversity unit has advised students not speaking directly to people could be deemed a racial microaggression, which could be, lead to a mentally ill health call.
3: So not only are they calling that person a racist, it's calling that person mentally
2: ill? Right, so unless you make eye contact. You're n- and then, of course, sushi. That would be another sushi one. Sushi
3: that's white power slash racist?
2: Well, yeah, according to... If you, if you have sushi uh, or other non-Western foods and you put it on like Instagram or Snapchat or you post it on other social media, okay. um, that um, perpetuates racist, racist stereotypes about ethnic dishes.
3: No, what about me appreciating a nice
2: plate of sushi? Chris, Western foods fetishize fetishize other cultures. So white food or Western food is the norm. Other food then seems like a fetish. It's it's exotic. It's different. Mm. So uh, you put that out there. Sushi, boom, racist. These are just a couple of the examples. You got to know these. Do you want to trigger some race war? Well, we're already in a race Why war. Is a, there? a new battle in the race war today. Hmm. You want? Do you really want to be that guy? Because it's out there, right there, hmm. in the Supreme Court nominee hearing, Brett Kavanaugh I, yesterday. I, so uh, I don't
3: know. I don't know what to do.
2: Seem anymore. a little triggered by that. See, see, you I don't, don't know, know what to do, right? I don't know what to you do. don't know what to do. Therefore, it's important we know these symbols so you no, can avoid any trouble.
3: No, because if, okay, I, uh, let's say I just learned all whoa, those. Whoa, whoa. I just learned all those. What
2: was that? What was that? I saw that. What was that? You just brushed your hand off at me. and I can't even do it. You had three fingers extended.
3: Yes. It's because.
2: Duh! No, no, not the okay one. You just did a random three fingers. Like this? Yes. just You were like this. I can't even, thumb, index, and middle finger, just three fingers. You were like that. And you're going to do it again right there on camera. Okay, you could stop with the white the racist power symbol. That's racist, the you three know, fingers. Just
3: for now, if they are triggering people, I'm, I'm joining them.
2: Chris, the number three is racist.
3: How is the number three mm-hmm. racist?
2: The same way 12, 13, and 14 are. What? 18 is also racist. And don't tell me, you, like, you didn't know 28, 33, and 38, and no. No. 43 no. are racist. No. You didn't know 511, no. 737, 83, 88. You didn't know any of those are racist. No. 311, honestly? No. 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 Okay, I gotta get a break in or we gotta get to the bottom of this. We'll be back in a moment on The Morning Blaze.
0: It's not sugar coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. Blaze with Doc Thompson. I
2: don't think you're getting it, Chris. Uh, no. This is the reason I started off saying you need to understand these hate symbols that are constantly on display. You got to understand it. For example, 111.
3: 111.
2: Yeah, 111. 111 is a numer- numeric symbol used by the Aryan Knights. This is an Idaho based prison gang to identify themselves. And then 100%. That's racist. Yeah, shorthand for one hundred percent white.
3: No, it is not.
2: <laughs> it's racist. No, it is not. So have you have you ever written one hundred percent on something? Yes. Flashing another white power symbol. See so if I write one hundred percent like that. Don't do it. You just I don't scribble that out. I can't even see it. Okay. And then of course the number twelve. You ever written twelve down? I just wrote it. Okay. What about thirteen?
3: Uh, thirteen is unlucky. How about so 14? fourteen? Fourteen. Okay, those all
2: three of those are racist right there. 12 is the numeric number for the Aryan Brotherhood group, some of them. (laughs) Uh, Another uh, 13 is the number uh, for another Aryan Brotherhood group, and 14 is the white supremacist slogan for 14 words. So it's a shortened version of 14 words. So what's with the 14 words? So you can put 14 words or 14. Uh, That's a reference to a white supremacist slogan, we must secure the existence of our people and our future for white children.
3: Is that 14 words? (laughs)
2: Uh, I don't know. I didn't count them, but I'm guessing it probably is either that or they're not real. <laughs> and then, of course, 1423. The fraction? Yeah. 14 sl- over 20 slash 23. That's the 14 word slogan uh, plus the 23 um, uh, precepts. It's a list of Southern Brotherhood members must follow. And then 1488. That of course is, is like the 14, fourteen words, and then eighty-eight because eighty-eight yeah, by 88. itself is racist. You know why eighty-eight yeah. is?
3: Because uh, it's eight.
2: And uh,
3: I'm trying, but I don't know.
2: H is what letter? Or eight is the is the uh, the eighth letter of the alphabet is H. Okay. 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 So eighty-eight would be
3: double H.
2: Double H. There it is. Boom.
3: No, 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 no. What's with the H? Heil Hitler.
2: Are you kidding me? No, you're you messing with me on that one. I am not. Hot. See, you don't even know this stuff. You could be writing 88 all the time. I do. And then 18, of course. The perfect age. <clears throat> you know, you, you're about to do everything. No, 1-8, uh, eight, 18. Okay. No, no, not the perfect age. It's 1-8. Eight. Eight, of course, is age. H. What would 1 be then in the alphabet? A? Right. There right. it is. A-H. Adolf Hitler? Oh, there it is. See, you got it. You know. And then 21-2-12. Okay. This is from a Florida-based racist prison gang. They use 21-2-12. Substituting the letter 21 is U. That's unity. Two is B, brotherhood 12 for loyalty. So, boom. This is high-level stuff here. No, this, this is, is like stupid. the Da Vinci code for racists. That's <laughs> this what this is, is.
3: This is stupid.
2: And then you got 23, which uh, three, we know the trouble there that you were flashing. Remember, 23 is a hand sign. So you do two on one, three on the other. It's a uh, primary on the West Coast. It uh, shows uh, flashing two fingers on one hand and three on the other. And it signifies 23, the symbol for white. Why? Because W is 23. Got to be kidding me. And then uh, 38, of course, is a generic symbol for members of uh, the hammer skins, a racist skinhead group. The 38 stands for CH or cross hammer, crossed hammers. <laughs> uh, 43 is racist. Uh, 511, 737, 83, 88, as I mentioned. 9%. That's racist, of course.
3: Why 9% is
2: racist? Uh, 9% of the world's populace- population is white. Um, ACAB, ACAB.
3: What is that? All
2: cops are bastards.
4: <laughs> That's funny.
2: I'm not joking. <laughs> these funny. are all these are all racist That's symbols, funny. and you're just mocking these things. Yes. I haven't even. Those Did are just the number them. ones and the letters. There's all kinds of other symbols in that, that too.
3: That deserves mocking.
2: So I'm going to go ahead. I think we need to make sure to publish this list so you don't accidentally to where? get... What do we do on social media? We could do to it anywhere. what? To make sure people are aware. No. You want an HR calling you up today because you're flat... What? Okay, I'm again with the 23. <laughs> what did he do? One hand, you had a two and a three. I know, but Are it you signaling the... people out in the audience that are watching other Blaze TV? No. I think that's what's going on here. No. Wow, this is shocking. Hey, if you get a chance, uh, please go to usewaxrx.com and pick up your WaxRx system. How much you is it? You know somebody. How much is a Wax system, Doc? I can't say. How much is a i wa- I'm not saying. It? Just go to the website, use Wax... No, because if I bust out a number... Uh-huh. I don't think I could say any numbers today. I don't think I could say that. Okay. It's uh, just go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com and pick up the system today. It's a great system for cleaning out the earwax in your ears. And apparently you need to do that uh, every day or every other day. I mean, that stuff At is least. there. Even if your ears are clean, they're not Twice. clean enough, apparently. Get the system, and if you use the promo code radio, they'll ship it to your door absolutely free. It's a three-step system with the ear drops uh, that loosen... It's a multi-leveled system Okay. with eardrops that go ahead and uh, loosen the earwax up. And then you've got the second step, the next step, uh-huh. which flushes it all out. And the final step, uh-huh. damn it, I can't say final. The concluding step uh-huh. is a pH balance rinse, which leaves your ears soft and supple. Oh, racist. How is that racist? I don't want
3: ears soft and supple.
2: That doesn't mean it's racist. It just means Just go to usewaxrx.com, promo code RADIO.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: with Doc Thompson. So, uh, Zena Bash, who is supposedly the one who was flashing the white power symbol, her husband is a U.S. attorney. For? Um, I mean, U.S. attorney,
3: like, for the uh, attorney general?
2: Like, no, I no, mean? For yeah, you work for the Justice Department. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. <clears throat> but he's a U.S. attorney, not an attorney okay. in the U.S., okay, official government got attorney, it. right. He um, offered up a defense of his wife on Twitter, Oh, and which, you know, it's got to be um, a decision. You're like, do I just let this run? If I say anything, it's going to feed into yeah. it somehow. But I also feel at some point like you got to defend somebody. Yeah. I get it. But um, I see a problem here, Chris. Do you see? Um, here's his uh, tweet. I'm going to go ahead and offer nope. that. No, 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 I don't have to say look over the, there.
3: It's one of uh,
2: three. Racist, and then two of uh, yeah. You see the racism that he flashed in this, right?
3: <laughs> and he put us a fraction. Okay, we 13 just learned fractions. Fractions are, are, are white racist. Th- 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 one of
2: three, so we one three. third, and then two twenty-three right here. 23. twenty-three is the yeah. It's racist. It means sign W for means white.
3: W for-
2: <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he offered a thread <laughs> on Twitter. He said, the attacks today on my wife are repulsive. Everyone tweeting this vicious conspiracy theory should be ashamed of themselves. We weren't even familiar with the hateful symbols being attributed to her. That's just what somebody would say. <laughs> You'd think they'd say, yes, I was aware of it. <laughs> she said, when uh, the way she rested her hand during a long hearing. Zena is a Mexican at her mother's side and Jewish on her father's side. So you know what he's saying there. She's kind of an Uncle Tom.
3: Yes, yes. She's pushing right. that that agenda.
2: Right. She was born in Mexico. Her grandparents were Holocaust survivors. So on, and so on. Ah, some of the Twitter comments have even referred to our baby daughter. I know that there are good folks on both sides of the political divide. I hope that people will clearly condemn this idiotic and sickening accusation. Yep. Continuing the hide right there in plain sight, Chris. Continuing the height, all of that. This is, of course, all during the um, confirmation hearings for Brett Kavanaugh yesterday. Uh, the beginning of it was a, a circus. It was embarrassing bizarre. In the United States. We'll get to that coming up, but uh, let's find out some other happenings and going-ons around the confirmation hearing of Brett Kavanaugh. John Malcolm joining us now, Vice President, Institution, Institute for Constitutional Government. Hey, John, how are you?
1: I'm doing right. Good to be with you.
2: It was a pretty bizarre display all the way around on Capitol Hill.
1: Yeah, I mean, a circus is exactly the way to describe it. I and mean, a lot of it was choreographed—not the people in the audience, perhaps. although well, they, I'm sure, they choreographed things amongst themselves. But it was—it was just disgraceful. And what was supposed to be about four hours of an opening day ended up becoming eight hours. And, and who knows what the next three days are going to be like?
2: Yeah, you're right. I think choreographed. There's only, the only way to uh, describe that, especially the beginning of it, where. Camilla Harris, uh, Kamala Harris, the senator from California, starts off within 14 words interrupting um, uh, Grassley, Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the committee, and begins, uh, I object, object, we've got to postpone all this. And she pauses, and then the senator from Hawaii, and then the two dicks, Durbin and uh, Blumenthal. Yeah, and then Cory Booker. It's like one right after the other. They knew what they were going to do, John.
1: Yeah, no, they, they clearly had discussed this. In fact, Dick Durbin has, has more or less admitted this and said that they debated walking, just not showing up. Uh, and then they decided, uh, probably because a couple of them were going to run for president and didn't <laughs> want to. Yep. camera time that they would indeed show up, but that this is what they were going to do. And things got rapidly out of control. I am assuming that Chuck Grassley... Will keep things more in control today. The timers, in terms of the the questions, are a lot tighter. It's presumably somebody actually wants to hear from the nominee, which they get their opportunity to do that today and tomorrow. So I'm hoping that things will be better, but of course you still can't control what protesters are doing in the audience.
2: Yeah, well, yes, bizarre from a Chuck Grassley standpoint. I mean, I think he did a pretty good job, all things considered, the way they had kind of sabotaged it, but. How do you expect something like that? It wasn't just the their objections. They were they were out of order. That's not standard procedure. They were violating the rules of the Senate.
1: Yeah, no, that that's right. Look, you know, he can handle it any number of ways. I suppose what he wanted to do was to let people have their peace so that the one thing they couldn't say at the end of the day was that he he cut them off and wouldn't let them talk. I mean, they could say he wouldn't let us go into an executive session and vote to, you know, shut down the hearings, all that stuff. But they can't say that he didn't, you know, he didn't let them speak. Uh, but it was, it was quite, quite something, and, and it just gave you a taste for for what these hearings are going to be like for the next several days, and frankly, what the floor debate is going to be like after uh, Kavanaugh gets voted out of committee. It's just going to be ugly from beginning to end.
2: Do you speculate that they really, those senators on the left, really thought that they were going to derail this and delay it yesterday, or this was just pandering to try to create some uh, energy for the blue wave?
1: Yeah, I don't think that they that they thought this had much of a chance of success. I I think that's right. I mean, at this point, this will certainly not appeal to any Republican who might be wavering on Kavanaugh. And if their goal is to defeat the nominee, that's what they have to do. If what their if their goal is to somehow convince the American public that this is a fraud and the president's a fraud and this is a, a sham nominee who has some smoking gun uh, hidden that they're not turning over. Uh, then you know, th- then that's what these theatrics are all about. And as I say, a couple of people are running for reelection, a couple of people are probably running for president, uh, and so they're trying to r- rile up their base. And I hate to say that, but I think that's what it is. No,
2: I think you're absolutely right. None of it makes sense. They couldn't be that delusional to believe they were actually going to derail it more than a couple of minutes. And then you have the protesters in there doing the same thing. They, they know they're going to get kicked out. It's trying to get that uh, that moment or two of fame so they can try to energize people. Because you had the protesters there. And then the other craziness, uh, at the concluding of uh, conclusion of the morning session, Kavanaugh stood up, he turns to his left to exit, and from out behind him, um, Fred Gutenberg, one of the parents of somebody who was murdered during the Parkland mass murder uh, in February, kind of tugged on his back or his arm and was like, hey, and Brett Kavanaugh turned around and he stuck his hand out and said something. And Kavanaugh looked very confused, like, what and who are you? And then turned and quickly walked away. And that was being used as a, look, Brett Kavanaugh doesn't care about murdered children. When, I mean, John, you're in that situation. You've been under the microscope and you've seen all those theatrics all morning. And you know that could only be at that moment used for some sort of photo op or something.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know enough uh, uh, about exactly what happened. Obviously I obviously have sympathy for the man for what happened mm-hmm. to him and his family. But, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, with his daughters there, had to sit there for all of these hours and endure all of this. And, of course, he gets these short breaks and people are tugging at him. He knows half the people in the room, the other one. And, and it, it has to be just a dizzying moment for wow. him. And So if he somehow slighted the guy by not shaking the hand of someone, he has no idea who this person is... Um boy to try to make something out of that. It it just goes to right. you know, people will make people are, are desperate and will try to make something out of nothing.
2: Yeah, nobody's gonna be that dumb to go, oh, Parkland father, let me snub them in public. Come on. Right. You just wouldn't be right. that dumb if you're, you know, in the public eye and you know looking for a confirmation. So what is your speculation? Does he get confirmed here?
1: Yes. Uh, he's just a superb nominee, and you're going to see that. Uh, over the course of the next couple of days uh you know he, he in addition to being a, a just an excellent individual and he has all sorts of personal qualities that shine through i mean he 's been a distinguished judge for the last dozen years in the second most important court in the land, and his opinions are are thoughtful and thorough uh, and you know he 's well respected by judges across the country and that I, the the democrats and uh, are trying to politicize this as much as possible but essentially a judge is supposed to be apolitical and i think he's going to do just as fine a job as neil gorsuch did and ultimately get confirmed it'll be close but he'll get confirmed so yesterday's
2: process was supposed to be introduction he has some statements Some senators get to make some statements uh and then you lay out the the format for the following days and then today was and will i guess still be the beginning of questions right
1: Right. So today's going to suppose. I mean, yesterday was the long, a long day. Today is supposed to be the longest day, in that presidents have these I forget thirty minute rounds or forty minute rounds of questions, and they get all the way through that. Then he comes back again tomorrow for a shorter round of questions, and then the last day is going to be uh, taken up by the ABA representative. They've already announced that they've unanimously given Kavanaugh their highest rating, and then there will be short panels of people who think that. Brett Kavanaugh is tremendous in people and, and, and other people who think that Brett Kavanaugh is, is a danger to humanity as we know it.
2: What is so bizarre about this, and I think it plays to that whole, um, what, the, what their true agenda is, is just to try to influence the election, you know, that blue wave, is because we've seen such a rebuke of Brett Kavanaugh, and we didn't see that for Neil Gorsuch. And Neil Gorsuch, by all accounts, is more conservative, and number two was the guy who got the seat when Merrick Garland was not given a hearing. Neil Gorsuch should... They should have had this reaction for Neil Gorsuch.
1: Well, <laughs> right? uh, uh, Well, I, I would say that they did have this reaction for Neil Gorsuch. I mean, so much so, he was such a well-qualified nominee that not a single Democrat indicated they would support him and which finally led any wavering Republican to say, well, if they're not going to confirm this guy, they'll never confirm anybody, and therefore we're going to blow up the filibuster. The theme for Neil Gorsuch was that this was a a stolen nomination sure. uh and and the theme for the, they've already played that one out so the theme for this one is something different, and that and, the stakes are higher because this is the Kennedy seat, and he was your perennial swing uh, swing voter justice. So the theme for this one is we don't have the papers, uh, the president's under a cloud of legal suspicion, and, and Kavanaugh was picked in order to protect him. I mean, all errant nonsense, but you know, that's, that's the theme for this one. And, and I, uh, boy, pretty hard picking who's going to be treated worse, Kavanaugh or Gorsuch. Those are both very high bars.
2: <laughs> So uh, are you hear any other rumors about the future of the Supreme Court? Anybody else who may retire in the coming years? Because uh, I've, I've heard some rumblings.
1: I haven't heard any other rumors. It would not completely surprise me, much as I love Justice Thomas, if Justice Thomas at some point during this administration were to say, I really want to be replaced by a Republican president, and I've been on the bench for 25 years on the Supreme Court. He was on the bench before that as a D.C. Circuit judge. And I like getting outside of the beltway. To me, being on the Supreme Court is not the be-all and end-all of everything. It would not surprise me completely if he were to retire. I don't think any of the other justices are going to retire, of course, you know, as an actuarial matter both Stephen Breyer and Ruth Bader Ginsburg long may they live have already lived longer than the average lifespan of a man and woman in our country so if you have another six years of a Trump presidency it's yeah. entirely possible one of them might pass
2: yeah on. that's got to be on their mind again if their goal is to have a certain party replace them yeah give right. given the nomination awesome uh John Malcolm vice president of the institute for constitutional government where can people find out more about you
1: uh, they can go to heritage.org and uh, and look me up, or they can follow me on Twitter at, at Malcolm underscore John.
2: Awesome. John, thanks so much, buddy. Appreciate the insight today. Good to be with you. Have a great day. Well, the Heritage do a really good job.
1: Oh, I love the Heritage.
2: Yeah, they they are awesome. They've um, even lent us their studios at times when we've been on the road broadcasting, yeah, yeah. so good stuff. But uh, I, I'm, I was kind of embarrassed. It's...
3: Yeah, and... and
2: it's faux outrage, Chris. That's the part it that is. annoys me. Yes. I have no problem if Kamala Harris or no. any of these other stand up and offer up this crazy circus-like environment. Okay. I mean, if, if, that's, if it just happens to be circus-like, but you are getting your point out and it, it is protecting people's freedoms and your, those core values, I'm fine with that. That's yeah. cool. But how do you know that this is just pomp and circumstance? It's just show for the blue wave. And you're, you're sitting there doing this. 14 words in. 14, 14 words. 14, Doc. <clears throat> oh! 14 words. Kamala Harris, 14 words in. Flashing the white power symbol right there. Chuck Grassley. Do we Do we have the audio of that?
3: No, you never sent it to me.
2: I thought I sent it to you. Nope. I think I sent Wrong it Wrong show. You. I think I sent it to you. You, you sent it to somebody, I think I sent but it to not Chris. You. I think I sent it to no, you. No,
3: you didn't. I'm telling you, Doc Thompson did not send me that audio
2: pretty sure i did <laughs>
3: <laughs> how about if you do a live read go on break i can have the audio ready for you i don't want it now oh well
5: then
2: if you don't have it ready i don't want it whoa whoa again with the three fingers can you watch oh, that oh i want to give you a with finger there are three me. fingers right there trust me i want to give you a finger right now so coming up next hour chef patrick's cooking for us Eddie i hope your- so
3: i got him the hookup
2: I know. That's what I'm asking you because, oh. I, see, that's the radio way of, can you tell me more, Chris? What's happening? What specific things were they uh, focusing see, on it, next it, see, hour? See,
3: I'm here getting triggered because you're already trying to trigger me. Oh, again,
2: with the three fingers while you're what? talking to I'm me. Just, I'm okay. just pointing. All right, all right. I'm just
3: pointing. So, yeah, hmm. Chef Patrick will cook for us. Um, the next hour, I think it's going to be awesome because I'm so interested on gut health.
2: White power symbols I saw the okay sign. Thanks. I saw the finger. Oh, right there. What? militarized power symbols right there. See, I knew that's why you want me.
3: I knew that. I knew you were just trying to like, okay, I'm not teasing anything.
2: I wasn't. I'm just telling you, be careful. You're throwing that stuff around. All right. Got to tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhousedoc.com is where you get the Field of Greens. If you don't have a chef that's here uh, willing to cook for you at all hours of the morning and night, like Chris does... (laughs) Then Wait. you need to get your vegetables a different way. And I suggest Field of Greens. Fields of Greens is awesome because you keep a, the canister at your house, jar at your home, um, work, uh, wherever you travel to. You can keep it with you. It's not real big, so it travels well. But again, you keep it stored at work someplace there you're at regularly. And what it does is it gives you the ability to get those ve- vegetables in your diet, and it's via the the powder. So it's it's not perishable. You don't have to worry about, you know, keeping all oh, the wanted to get the vegetables and now they're rotting and they're old. No, you just take a scoop of it, you mix it with liquid, they suggest water, but you can do other liquids as well, drink it down, and you're getting a full supply, one serving that you need in your diet every day. You get a couple of those, boom, you meet the standard, your kids need it in their diet, go ahead and make them the field of greens as well, and again, mix with other stuff if you don't uh, you know, usually drink water. Yeah. A lot of people you know, so I don't drink the coffee. How about smoothies? Do you do that?
3: Oh, yeah. Pat does it with his smoothies. <clears throat> I do either with milk or water. If, if I'm in a rush, it's water. But if I'm at home, milk.
2: Boom. Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseDoc.com and pick some up today.
0: You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! doc thompson
2: lots and lots of tweets coming in with the hashtag what i learned today you're doing good work here today good work i am no they are we're getting things done because people are learning stuff you care to okay. share any do you want me to share or Do you want to share uh, see that's normally where you share them okay
3: i share them uh cb saying what i learned today apparently jesus was a racist given that he had 12 gang members 40 days in the desert alone is probably somehow racist as well.
2: Of course. Is it a number?
3: Yes, it is. (coughs) Done. What is the 48th letter in the alphabet?
2: There's only 26. So you start over. You can do four and zero, though. What is the The fourth letter is D?
3: What's the zero letter of the alphabet, Doc?
2: It means nothing. That's emptiness. You don't get it? No, I don't. Okay, then I can't explain it to you. And Uh, 12?
3: Oh, I know 12, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dorfgon saying Spock has been flashing white supremacy signs for decades.
2: Boop. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. And 12, 12, one and two is three. We already learned three is racist. And 12 is, uh, what's the 12th letter?
3: I don't know. L. Okay.
2: Okay. And one from two, so you take one away from the L and you get what's the letter right before L? I don't know. K, LK, no, K, and then one and two is three, three K's, KKK. No, my
3: gosh, <clears throat> that is the biggest reach I've ever heard.
2: You've never heard of 311? No, what's 11 is K, okay, 311's is KKK. Do you remember the band 311? No, okay, there it is. Cops used to wear 311 on their uniform. Little 311. All, yeah, we're all part of the uh, KKK crew here, group of uh, cops. Oh you didn't know that? They're right. Yep. Millennium
3: Falcons saying this episode of TMB is brought to you by the OK, racism, and gut health.
2: Speaking Duck says, uh, and Doc steals my joke without credit again. What joke? And he quote tweeted one of his past comments Kamala Harris interrupted at fourteen words. Even that moron is a white supremacist. Uh, technically, Chris told your joke.
3: Any so anything?
2: Yes, you're the one who brought up the fourteen part of it. So technically, it was Chris. Okay. I'm happy to be called out, but that was a Chris one. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you see the uh, Colin Kaepernick? Look at that, what? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, the, Nike, the Nike deal. You know.
3: Yeah, the 30th year. I think it was.
2: 30th year. That's yeah. right. 30th anniversary of the Nike. Just Do It campaign. Yeah. Just do it.
3: Which is an amazing campaign. You know the story behind the Just Do It campaign? Mm. It's a fascinating campaign. The, the story chick, behind it? Yeah, the chick that made the Just Do It campaign. I don't it's, know. It's, it's a pretty fantastic. I had to study it for, for school. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic campaign. And it's disgrace that Colin Kaepernick is being used for that ter, uh, 30th year anniversary. That is crazy.
2: We have an official statement from the uh, NFL now. About? About uh, Nike picking that. Picking Kaepernick.
3: They have nothing to do with this.
2: Well, yeah, because Nike is their official sponsor now. So they got to Whoa. Oh, they just signed a deal a couple months ago. For the next eight years, Nike is the official jersey and everything supplier.
3: Okay, so now that makes sense. For uh-huh. Okay,
2: go for it. But how about that, right? That's that's pretty cool for Nike. Well, it is, but Nike gets that deal and then picks somebody that isn't just a football player, but somebody that is currently suing yeah. the NFL. He's suing the NFL right now. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is their statement from their uh, vice president of communications and public affairs. The National Football League believes in dialogue, understanding, and unity. We embrace the role and responsibility of everyone involved with this game to promote meaningful, positive change in our communities. The social issues that Colin and other professional athletes have raised deserve our attention and action.
3: Nope. No, they
2: don't. The Players Union uh, president, spokesperson, or the Players Union spokesperson came out and uh, mentioned in a positive way the NFL did the right thing. They tweeted, uh, good for the NFL and especially Jocelyn for this because Jocelyn's the spokesperson. Mm -hmm. So there it is. National Football League believes in all that. So how come they're not reinstating Colin? Making a team take him? Just uh, saying, you know what? We don't even have to go to court. We'll just pay you off. Settle out of court. How come they're not doing any of that? They praise him. The social issues. If he's standing up for these social issues, um, why aren't they taking care of Colin? Unbelievable. How come it's not being done? The truth is they don't. It's all all BS. This is just them trying to look good. They're ticked off that uh, Nike made them look bad because they've been trying to get out Mm -hmm. from underneath this Kaepernick thing. The Kaepernick thing is multifaceted. Number one, there's the question of why isn't he playing? It was this collusion among teams? Nobody would pick him.
3: Nobody would pick him, yeah.
2: No, it wasn't. But regardless, okay, that's the, and he's suing yes. for that. By the way, uh, just a couple of days ago, the lawsuit was given the green uh, light to move forward. Oh, wow. They wanted a summary uh, dismissal. Mm-hmm. The NFL did. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's going to go to a, a full hearing. Wow. That was just a couple of days ago. Months ago, the NFL signs the deal with Nike. So you see how this is all... Mm. The NFL is the one losing here. Oh, 100%. They're already in trouble because they were losing numbers last year.
3: And the, the numbers were in and they're were, they were still dropping.
2: Right, they are. And what do you think this is going to do now?
3: The drop of team was 3% or 2%. Again, this is huge for a organization like
2: the NFL. Because but these organizations aren't looking to maintain; they're looking to grow. grow. So it's greater than just a three yes. percent drop. They're expecting a three percent gain every gain. year. Yes. So you got that, and you think it's going to get better or worse it's now with Kaepernick and Nike? One hundred percent. What's going to happen is Nike is getting the black eye from yes people, for pe- people on the le- on the yes. right. Okay, so they're like, "I said I'm out." But also, the NFL is. Because all this does is remind people it's the NFL who did not take care of this. And Kaepernick is a football player. And we know how progressive the NFL has been. So by Nike doing this, even if they weren't a sponsor of the NFL, it doesn't matter. This drags um, the NFL down with them even more. Now, I'm sure there's a lot lot of people on the right that are upset about this. They're probably happy about it. But that's what's coming. So uh, I guess the NFL was coming out and trying to save a little bit. No, nope, guys, you can't. They, no. You should just say, here's what's right and here's what's wrong from the beginning and move on. The Morning Blaze.
0: Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy this is the morning Blaze with doc thompson
2: okay lots of happenings and going on so we covered the big stuff we know what the race's power symbols are now or at least a lot of them well most of them i don't think we cover all of them. well no i mean and covered, these things constantly evolve too which do. is the reason they we do. need to constantly update people to make sure you're not accidentally yes. stumbling into an area you don't want to be in or, or if you want to be, in, want to be in it, you're gonna know and you're good to go then. So you're good. If you want to know if you wanna be in the dude, it is so funny all day yesterday again, all these alleged racist symbols and the dog whistles. Why do they need them? This is the one thing that nobody would answer. Even on social media, I challenged a couple of people that, that were like, Look at these racist symbols, right? I challenged them. Why why do you need them? What what is what is the Chris? What is the purpose? of those if it's true now i get why the symbols are if you're out there in the woods with a pointy hat on and stuff that you get a tattoo you know g- gangs do this organizations you wear the same color so i get that part but why would they use it kind of hidden out there during a hearing why do you yeah. need the racist why do you need that subtle nod to everybody else yeah if, if you think all these people are racist why do you need that Right, exactly. You don't need it. You don't need it. What was she gained by giving him the little white power symbol? Absolutely nothing. So there's people out there going, oh, I hate this Kavanaugh. I don't think this... Oh, there it is. I love him. Yep. He's one of us. He got it. (laughs) What? Nailed it. You know, I thought Trump uh, wasn't a racist, and oh, now I know he He is. You've already told us you think he's a racist. Everyone knows this. So the racists out there don't know... What you're telling is, is overt, is obvious. They uh they're out there walking around seeing black candidates going, I may vote for the black guy. Oh, now I see the power symbol, the dog whistle, gotcha. Yeah, monkey I won't do this it. up. Oh okay, oh, now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Now just I know. Little, little tug of the ear to hey, them. by the
3: way, so you're saying that racists are this dumb. That they, they need a whistle or something to tell them they
2: can't even think Don't for go them. for this Right, one. their racism, they can't even think for themselves. Exactly. And if it's not about ginning people up, I get that. Okay. I mean, look at the Democrats are doing that yes. yesterday, anyways, on Capitol ginning people up, getting them all angry. It's not about that. Really, the little okay symbol is going to get people like, all right, that's all carnal. Yes. Our call to arms. Honey, where's my pointy white hat? Bring the cross and the ladder fluid. Come on. It's not real. It's, it's crap. Not. They're using this to try to get people energized to vote blue. That's yeah. all yeah. it is. You got to say about the iTarget Pro system? Go to iTargetPro.com. The letter iTargetPro.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The iTargetPro.com is uh, where you get the iTarget Pro system. Helps you become a better shot. A lot of people dry fire at home. And that, that helps. It's muscle memory, but you don't know where you're firing. You don't know if you're actually a good shot with it. Mm-hmm. You go to the range, you get, expice, uh, get expensive it's time consuming. You could target practice anywhere with the iTarget Pro system and you'll know where your, where your bullet hit mm. because it works with a proprietary app you put on your phone and a laser round to show you, boom, right where you're targeting. Nice. Works great. Just go to the website, get it today. You get a 10% discount with the promo code I'm doc. I'm sorry? What kind of percent? You could get a percentage off, oh, Okay, a significant percentage off by okay. using the promo code doc. That's all you got to remember. Oh, doc. How many letters is that? Okay, now you're just stretching. Now I'm stretching it. Now I'm stretching it. Now you're being stretched. And it's not that it's three letters. That's not the trigger. That's not what makes it racist. You know what makes it racist? What makes it racist? What are the letters? D-O-C. Which also stands for? Doctor. What's it stand for, Chef Patrick? D-O-C, anybody? You're asking a chef at six o'clock in the morning what something stands for? Department of Corrections. Oh, it does. Uh, never, never been there. Uh, and I don't we know the disparity in the criminal justice system <laughs> targeting more minorities. Okay,
3: hold on. So that is a correct way to tie racism to
2: DOC. <laughs> but the one that I said, DOC, three letters. Because That's somehow such a stretch. Number- <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Shiny
3: American saying celebrating a 30th anniversary.
2: <laughs> Racist? Oh, because the thirty. You're right. Good call. Yep, yep. Excellent. Uh,
3: Laura D saying Nike getting the black guy.
2: Okay, you're right. That's a that's a good point. <laughs> In honor of that, any gif I or any uh, emoji I use today is going to be going to be like a thumbs up or that's the okay. Racist. I'll use them. That's racist. I'm going to use them with black. I'll do the black flesh tone.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so weird. You do that all the time. I it's... send
2: you the brown one because you're brown. Yeah, but I don't think that's how it works. Of course, you send the one to the no. person you want. No. So my black friends, I send them the black one. Wait, wait. My you wife, send, I use the You Asian. send me the black one. That's what I'm saying. Huh? No, I usually send you the white one. If I did, I, I screwed up. Yeah. I send my wife the yellow one, which is nice because it's the default. It's the default. This so yes. is good. So yes. she just thinks I'm using the default. The default. No, 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 not at all. you just triggering her. Right. She, she's like, what's this? How come I always get the white or the uh, yellow emoji? I never get a white one. I sent her the black one one day, the thumbs up. And she was like, what are you doing? I do that to you all the time when you send it to me. All the time. I'm breaking down racial barriers. That's what one I'm One emoji at a time? Exactly. Every time I send one out to say it's not about my race or your race, I just send them out there. It's breaking down racial barriers. And I break it up. Sometimes you get the brown one. Sometimes you get the black one. Sometimes yellow, don't you? Yes. See? That's what we all should be doing today. How dare they come up with emojis that are based on race? Okay. So uh, apparently you're going to be serving vinegar at your wedding. Is that no, what's going on? No, pass me that. No, vinegar stop it. Is this what's going on? So I was at
3: a family reunion a couple of weeks ago, and I saw these people, Tough Mother, and they made me try it. And I was like, oh, this is delicious. This, then is, a was,
5: company,
2: yes, this is a company. Tough Mother.
3: And I was like, wait a minute. What is, and they explained to me what it is. I was like, this smells awesome. I want it. And I was like, Hey. Would you like to share your story with us?
2: And by that, he means I contacted Nicole Dengener and wanted free stuff. Nicole, how are you? (laughs) Nicole, are you there? Hey, good morning. Hi there. Hey, how are you? Good. I apologize for Chris calling you to tell your story just because he wanted free stuff, but it happens.
3: I bought some from her. I bought some.
2: All right. So, Nicole is the president of Tough Mother. Uh, Chris didn't even know what the name Tough Mother was derived from or where he got that from. I'm assuming it's from the mother... That you use to ferment the uh, the vinegar?
6: Yeah, so it's kind of a combo, actually. You know, uh, the the name and the concept came out of um, the fact that there's mother in the vinegar, which is a natural probiotic, and uh, also that we're using all of these tough roots to ferment in for their like sort of natural, holistic properties. But um, this, you know, the partnership that developed between Ed and I to form this company and. Um, he and I met, actually. Um, we were fight training partners in, in sort of a fight club, so we're, we're tough mothers ourselves. So it's kind of a double-digit <laughs> like for us.
2: Nicely done, nicely done. All right, so tell us about your product, though. It's not just vinegar, right? You can get vinegar anywhere.
6: No, that's right, yeah. So we start with an organic, raw, and filtered apple cider vinegar with the mother, and then we take it through like a six-week steeping process. It's like fermentation, if you will. Um, and we use 10 other organic ingredients. We use everything in its like whole organic form, meaning like no powdered turmeric or powdered cayenne. Everything comes to us whole. But we use horseradish and ginger and, and turmeric, garlic, onions, uh, true source certified honey. It's this literal health bomb.
2: That's, that's a great concept. And one of the things we keep bringing up uh, now is the significance of gut health. This is something just in the last couple of years people have really started to understand Um, It's not a fad. It's not something that's, uh, you know, going to go on in a week or so. This is new science that says there are all kinds of health issues, good and bad, that are tied to good or bad gut health.
6: That's right. All of that inflammation and the microbiome and, um, you know, we sort of uh, uh, developed this at home for ourselves and it was something we were we were uh, doing for ourselves and what we discovered kind of through the process is that it took a really long time to get it to where it is and um sort of an expensive expensive laborious process to make and um you know at, at some point sort of through an organic growth we decided to share it with everybody else
2: so the idea is you can use this vinegar for multiple things but you're suggesting um a shot a day too right
6: yeah, it's just one of those things where you, uh, you know, just as a, a natural immune-boosting support um, to help with all kinds of ailments, uh, we, we say take a couple of tablespoons a day. And, uh, you know, for those seasons where um, you're not well or you're fighting something specific, you know, you can kick it up, up a notch. But, yeah, we use it as a supplement. And um, and then, of course, like you're saying, there's all kinds of other ways to, to implement it and use it in, in daily life.
2: And you have other... I guess flavors as well. Cause I see a sweet and spicy one here. So imagine the, the apple cider type vinegar that most people recognize. Plus you talked about all the different things that you put into it. That's healthy and you start organic, but you've also got kind of a flavor profile for them.
6: Yeah. You know, we, we started getting questions from people, um, you know, that were really watching sugars. Um, they were either vegan, didn't want any honey in it or on ketogenic diets, which are, you know, huge nowadays. Um, uh, diabetics were watching sugars, that kind of thing. So we decided to make a version that just doesn't include any honey in it at all. Um, and then, uh, so we call that our spicy version. They're both spicy, uh, if you will, but one of them just has uh, honey added to it.
2: Awesome. Alright, Chris, so how long have you been use- Oh, you are not using your straw with it. <laughs> <You're> such- <laughs> Nicole, hang on one second. You are drinking that an Yes, you have your straw from yesterday. Yeah. Okay, number one, yes. you have a straw, and where's my straw? Oh. And then number two, you actually busted out the straw from the girl we had on yesterday, the metallic that, straw. You're so bougie. That may bougie. be a bit bougie. He's <laughs> <You're> so, okay. <laughs> well, this is this is good stuff. This is Tough Mother. You have to drink it with a All right, let's get back to the Tough Mother. So, is that a whole glass of vinegar? Yeah, okay, hold on. Chef Patrick. Patrick t- now, Nicole, Chef Patrick Mosier is in with this as well, um, and he has put together something for us. What is this? Yeah, g- good
7: morning, Nicole. I believe we spoke the other day. Um, I actually made the, the bee's knees... Uh, it's kind of like a spritzer.
5: Okay.
7: Um, so actually, it's not the bee's knees. This is a spritzer. So it's a little bit of soda water. Okay. A little bit of agave. Okay. Um, about two and a half, three tablespoons of the, of the, the health tough shot. the mother, yeah. The tough mother, and then a little bit of organic lemon juice, and that's it. Okay. I, I used a little bit less soda water, so it might be a little on the strong side mm-hmm. for a spritzer, but it's really good. How much rum is in this?
2: Well, oh, you didn't put any rub in it. Oh, it's just okay gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. No, this is uh No, no is that good. I was just drinking that while I was making it. Sorry. This is really interesting, Nicole. Yeah. Um, made with the spritzer. It is kind of a combination. We think of most drinks like this, like spritzers and that as, be, as being sweet. Mm-hmm. And usually syrupy sweet at this mm-hmm. point. This is almost savory yes. on the back end. Very solid. Yeah,
6: you know, I've got um our chef on the on the line as well, chef Ed Ebert. Hey, Chef Eddie,
2: how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So give us some other applications. What else can we uh, use in, uh, in cooking? How else can we use this?
8: Well, you know, the most popular way is people throw it back as a shot every day, but we've had so many people reach out to us and say they've used it in their making uh, salad dressings. Um, we've actually developed a Bloody Mary, um, which has all of the components of a Bloody Mary from the jalapenos to the horseradish and the black peppercorns. And uh, we actually created a brine as well for the holiday season that you could use on your poultry or, or turkey. And of course, you know, as Chef Patrick knows, the, the, the sugars in the, uh, the vinegar open up the, the, um, the pores of the um, protein and allow it to absorb all of that flavor.
7: You know, Ed, actually, uh, I, I did make a couple of the recipes that we had spoken about. I made the uh, Tough Mother's Oil-Free Chicken Marinade, and I made that with the, uh, I made some bone-in chicken thighs with that. And then I made the Tough Mother Apple Cabbage Slaw, and I'll tell you what, this, it's, it's so wonderful. Um, it, you know, Ed also, Pat, he was kind enough to pass off some of the, th- these are all the seasonings and flavorings that they, that they put inside the, uh, the, the shot. And, and then when you take it out, you dehydrate all this, Right. All, all that wonderful stuff, and then you, he, uh, they grind this up, and I cannot wait to cook with this as a rub or a seasoning, um, especially when you mentioned trying salmon and that it, it ends up, uh, like, you kind of get that vinegary, sushi-type flavor on the salmon without having to do anything but season it. I'm really that, That's actually the most exciting thing for me to, to kind of fool around with here.
8: Well, I'm glad you're excited about it. And, you know, the necessity being the mother of invention, when we got to the um, the end of our journey and after this, the sweet spot Nicole mentioned was about six weeks where we steeped this product and we strained um, the the tonnage of, of organic produce that's been put into the fermentation process. Um, when we created the company, we're passionate about, you know, serving our community in, in many things. And one of those um, founding principles that we created was a zero waste initiative. So, um, you know, in good faith, the two of us could not throw away that, um, that pulp, um, being such a nutritionally dense organic product. So we did dehydrate that and and it's worked into an unbelievable spice rub. And, And as Patrick and I discussed earlier, it does have the components of, of a sushi because there's ginger there. There's the, uh, the heat from the chilies. Um, the twang of the vinegar. There's a uh, the citrus um, notes come through from the orange. So exactly, using it on salmon is is just a natural um, application for the rub. So
7: it got really really quiet in here. These guys mm. have
8: eaten about half
7: of their plates so far, and oh. they're not stopping. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they just like it's kind of like a, what about about mmm.
2: We're mm, just we're just, mm, just don't <laughs> Our guests to make sure they express themselves fully on the broadcast. Yeah, they
7: have to express themselves. I I haven't seen Chris this happy in the morning on a show. I mean, just
2: (laughs) grinning ear to ear. In a while. Now, we've come to realize that Patrick is not really good at his craft. <laughs> Your product is so good that this actually makes him look good today. It's delicious. Um, thanks, Doc. No, honestly. I, actually, Ed, thank you very much. <laughs> no, this is this is exceptional. Patrick, you did a nice job, and um, the product works great, too. Oh, it's amazing. It's really amazing.
7: And, you know, one of the things is uh, I was a little afraid of the habanero in this particular uh, 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 shot. But you know it's so subtle. I think anyone that doesn't even like anything spicy could drink this and not even really notice. It's more really the notice. flavor, not as
2: much of the heat. Mm-hmm. Just to
7: him.
6: Yeah, and you you know we always tell folks too if you're going to do a shot and if you're a, a, if you just don't love heat, um, you know people ask us all the time, can you make it less spicy? And we always say no. You can make it sweeter, <laughs> but we can't make it less spicy because the spice is what does the work in your body, you know. So, um, but you know it can be diluted in water. It can be diluted in hot tea with honey or agave. Um, you know, for for kids, we get them to get it down in um, a little bit of apple juice. So there's ways to 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 make it um, a bit more palatable if, if if spice isn't your thing. But we're tough enough to shoot it straight.
2: It's called Tough Mother, and where can people get it? And where can they find out more about you?
6: So uh, we are at ToughMotherBrand.com. And uh, we're working on some retail outlets, some big names that you uh, that, that all folks would know about. Um, but uh, essentially, right now, we're mostly direct and online. So, toughmotherbrand.com.
2: Awesome. And we'll uh, go ahead and post that. We'll tweet it out, put it on social media across the board. And good luck. Keep us posted, okay?
6: Thank you so much.
2: All right. Thank um, thanks so much. And thanks for helping Chris with his wedding. We really appreciate no, that. They're
5: not helping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Back in a moment with more on the Morning Blaze.
0: Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. In case you haven't heard, we are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt roll operators. So, there you have it. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: I get tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Please follow at Chris, uh, excuse me, at real Chris Cruz, at Doc Thompson Show, and at Food Biz Pro for Chef Patrick Mosier. Also, today, don't forget, you got to sign up for your new Patriot mobile account. If you've not done so already, sign up today. Uh, two weeks from last Monday is yes. Constitution Day. So, a little under two weeks, Constitution Day. What a, uh, what a, uh, that's a day that we really should should celebrate more. But I bet if you ask most people what day of the year is Constitution Day, they have no clue. It's understandable because there's so many other things going on, but that's a day we should celebrate. Teachable moment.
3: It's an important day for the United States.
2: Uh, For the world. When you think about the good, do you know how many other constitutions or frameworks of law in other countries? Many more than that. 18. Many more. It's a a huge number. Much Mm, bigger.
3: 88.
2: Of countries around the world have used the Constitution, our Constitution as a framework. Yeah. A lot. Well, then it's gotten crazy over the years. Yes. They adjust it and whatever, but it's the foundation of so much good. And in honor of Constitution Day, Patriot Mobile is going to give you a special offer. If you sign up for it, they are going to give you for just seventeen dollars and eighty-seven cents <laughs> uh, a free month of service. Well, a month of service for just seventeen eighty seven. Yeah, not free. It's just <clears throat> almost free at yeah. seventeen eighty seven. Yeah, come on, man. Because seventeen eighty seven is the year the Constitution was signed. So we'll be celebrating with Great data plan from Patriot Mobile. And the reason Patriot Mobile is on this is because Patriot Mobile is a company that's out there fighting for you every day, supporting the Constitution. Obviously, the framers would never been able to imagine cell phones, but they did ensure that right to free speech and self-determination. And that is what Patriot Mobile is all about. Mm-hmm. And they want you to sign up today because you're out there working together for good. Then you're not working against yourself by simply having cell phone service. 1787 for a month of service. No hidden fees other than the stuff the government slams in there. <laughs> Which but they're fighting against the that. Right. That's exactly what they're fighting. <laughs> and really. The government fees are hidden. You yes, don't realize no. the total government. If it says taxes or whatever, when you break that down, you'll see like a dollar of these six dollars mm. in tax you're paying going to the Obama phone program.
3: Yeah, you're paying for Obama. Phone,
2: Do you by realize the way. up until just I want to say about within the last ten years, mm-hmm. the, a tax ended on your on your phone. I think this was for home service, but it may be all telecommunication. It just ended. We finally paid off the Spanish American War. Yeah, I think yes, yes. I remember yes. And it was attached to your yes. your phones, your telecommunication. Yes. Up until just a couple of years ago. That's legit. Right, this is what we're That's talking legit. about. Fight against that <laughs> stuff and support the Constitution by signing up for your Patriot Mobile account today. Just go to 800 A Patriot. It's 1-800 A Patriot. Or, call, or go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc and sign up today.
3: Paul B saying chef wars. Hashtag what I learned today. It's a little
2: awkward when she's like, yeah. I've got my chef. I got here. my <laughs> chef. You got your <laughs> chef? I got my chef. It was on, man, for um, a second.
3: Now, this is a question for um, Chef Patrick. Is this what Spoonie Radio will sound like?
7: Yeah, is, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, some of the shows will sound like this, be very similar.
5: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Some I mean, it's be, it's food
7: talk. Some yeah. will be recipes. Some are interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we'll do some live broadcasts from other food and wine festivals, things
2: like that. Yeah, and he did some videos over the weekend from some cool. stuff too. As oh, well. and
7: then tune in for the fifty-five gallon creme brulee mm-hmm. we're going to make. I can't give any more details.
2: <laughs> He's some I'm pop serious. Pop. Uh,
3: shiny Americans <laughs> saying now understand what spice of life
2: means. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw another study out talking about um, loneliness in America. There's a new study that reveals loneliness is mm. at epidemic levels. Despite that. being connected like never, never before, before in social yeah. media, loneliness, yeah, epidemic that. levels. Yeah. That's the reason when we mentioned the gut health stuff, new study says that your mental faculties mm-hmm. are governed partially by your gut health. Mm-hmm. If you well, have the wrong bacteria, so, it's working against you. Well, most
7: serotonin is produced in the gut. And so if you're if you if your gut is not in balance and it's not producing the right levels of serotonin, then it really does affect your mood and especially your, you know, whether or not you're Um, off kilter on a day. I mean, there's a
2: lot of variables that go into it, but there's one, if you can just, you know, well, it's better better than saying bipolar. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. We know heart disease is tied to gut health, heart disease. And they've just figured this stuff out. One of the things that causes heart disease is, uh, plaque. Mm -hmm. The, oh, wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Plaque on your teeth. Yeah. And then the tartar buildup, Uh those things. It, if you've got if you let it build up and you let that bacteria grow makes sense and then you ingest it ingest constantly that, yeah. with your saliva mm-hmm. it's putting yeah. it into your system so you're yep. you've got you know your saliva if you're not proper oral health allows that bacteria to grow and then you swallow it constantly your whole life so can if you're I, not constantly can I borrow can that you're floss from, right there please <laughs> right and it's over time but they know that is one of the things that causes heart disease
3: wow that's interesting
2: and it make sense. that goes into proper oral health, but also gut health is because that's that bacteria that mm-hmm. processes down through your gut. It's tied to so many different things. But I say that specifically about the loneliness, because that's something we've been touching on a whole bunch. Look at all the craziness. Do you think all those people would be protesting nope. the Brett Kavanaugh hearing if they had a little better stability in their life? Nope. They have been triggered and the media plays on it. Remember, that's not they're not out there protesting. They're not claiming the white power symbol and all of that nonsense because they're stable. (laughs) They're not like, well, let's look at this objectively using fact and logic. That's not what's going on here. It's get them Trump. Well, some of that is we're all on edge based on a lot of things right now. And then the media gins it up, but it, you know, it goes down to that loneliness and feeling bad and like somebody's out to get you and you don't have a place in the world. All of that, even if it's not on a clinical level where you mm-hmm. need to be institutionalized or medication, we are all bombarded with that constantly. We start figuring some of that stuff out. You're going to see a lot fewer people shooting up schools.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree.
2: All right. Uh, tweets the hashtag what I learned today at Doc Thompson show a real Chris Cruz at food biz pro. I got nothing. This is where you go to some other. Nobody's tweeting. Nobody's tweeting. Nobody's tweeting. Stop it, Doc. Look, okay. Finally, they look at. They're constantly scrolling okay. down. Look at this. Look at this. They're yeah, going because you
3: because you haven't updated it. I've already seen through all those. No, it's forty seconds ago. Okay, what does it say, Doc? See if it's see if it's worthy to be read.
2: Well, now I can't. We got to go to a break. Ah, uh, we'll no, that is not fair. Plays.
0: thompson the blaze radio network
2: hey it's doc thompson thanks for listening to the program i want to tell you about another program that i think you're gonna like it's the glenn beck program check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts
0: Morning
2: Blaze with Doc Thompson. So, what? why is Mordecai running things now? What is? Why is he controlling stuff? Why not? He's deep six in the whole thing, man. No, he's not. Leave him alone. <clears throat> he's learning, Doc. See, when, when we're on the air, people can talk in, in our little headphones so they can give us cues and things off the air. So they can say, hey, that guest is here, you know, wrap that up or something, direct something so you know, and it doesn't make it over the air, right? Somehow, uh, Mordecai hasn't gotten that if he talks a lot in my ear, it's really, really distracting because (laughs) I've got to listen to myself and the guest and everything, and instead of me like, give me a cue for like 10 seconds, instead of 10 or one minute, something like that, he's like. Uh, you've got uh, about 10 seconds now. Come uh, on. wrapping up about 10 seconds. It's He's 10, not... 10 seconds. What I'm saying is it's uh, around 10 seconds. That's about how much... It's like all of these extra words. So many words. So many words. He's learning. Leave him alone. And I don't know why it's like... Uh, okay, you've got uh, 30 seconds. Uh, 25 seconds. 22 seconds. 19 so All these random cues as opposed to just... You got about a minute. You got okay. 10 seconds. It's his first time, Doc. <gasps> I'm just saying. Just saying. I don't know how he makes it in there.
3: What do you mean? How do you-
2: Has Mordecai been responsible everywhere yes. else? Yes. Around here. Seriously. Yes. Mordecai, the guy who comes in and sleeps the whole program in the couch. Well,
3: that's a price, you know, that. Okay. He's the one that got you that research. All
2: right. Our standards are so low now. So low. We have really scraped the bottom well, of Well, look barrel. who's the Ouch. host. What are you saying? <laughs>
3: Standards and were not started. You guys are bringing
2: all. me down, is what it is. Oh
3: no, the, you bring yourself
2: down. Okay, yes, I know. For not putting my foot down and demanding excellence of this, it's all going to change <laughs> really? today. soon as we get really? off the air, that's okay. it. There will be meetings.
3: Meetings. There's going to be meetings. The guy right. that hates meetings is going to conduct be meetings.
2: meetings? Uh, yeah, absolutely, I demand there'll be uh, some sort of uh, Skype, Skype. people from around the country for what? For meetings. We're going to need the bottom what? of Managers from around the country. I may have to. I demand that they fly in this morning. What managers? From around the country, all of them. So does the get all those people in here?
3: Uh, I just, I'm not understanding this at all.
2: Well, how many managers do we have live outside the area for this company? Yes. I don't know. None. See none for radio? how many? So you don't even know who they are? Yes, I do. You don't even know who they are. This is is why I'm working with this level of incompetence. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't know what happened around here. Okay, maybe we just move on. I'll tell everybody about Riduzone. You're being all porky. Chris used to be porky. He's thinning out. I am. He's thinning out with the Riduzone. <laughs> I think it was a friend of mine the other day goes, hey, oh, this stuff really works. I just love that. I was like, yes, we tell you that all the time. Sweet. It really works. Just go to Riduzone.com if you've been struggling with weight loss. Riduzone.com. Order some today. Bottom line, it really works. And I love the fact that it's not a drug. It's not something that Big Pharma came up with, anything like that. It actually works. Chef Patrick's been uh, using RiduZone as well. I'm down six pounds. See, we, we can in. hear mm-hmm. Chef Patrick when the mic's on. <laughs>
7: and who's the mic
2: controlled by? I'm just going to say Today, who's it controlled by? N- nothing. I'm sorry. How, many, how about you down, this? I'm, I'm down, down
7: about six pounds in about 10 days, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm changing my diet a little bit, but mm. that has really helped the cravings.
2: Making you feel fuller so you don't eat as much and boost your metabolism. It's zone at ridgizone.com. Bottom line, you'll love it. <laughs> celebrity chef patrick talks business and food trends with doc thompson and the always hungry morning blaze crew okay so chef patrick uh made us uh, a little breakfast today and that was uh, solid good stuff man that's and that was the recipe they had with the mother people
7: yeah so i actually
2: spoke
7: spoke to chef ed the other day on the phone and uh and uh, we met briefly in person he uh He's a really talented chef. He's got a great long history, and those are their recipes. I modified them a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's just right off the website.
2: Chef Patrick uh, just handed me this. It's a can of soda. No, it is a, a can of wine. Hey, man, it's the hottest wow. drinking turn to 2018. Nothing says quality wine like, like an aluminum can.
3: And I thought box <laughs> one was ghetto. Hold on. Let me
2: fetch my bladder. Is
3: <laughs> carbonated?
2: No. No, that one's not. No. Oh, they just, do make the some. Hold yeah.
3: on, hold on. Let me drink this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh for people that uh you know, couldn't quite afford box wine. <laughs> box wine was a little too highbrow for him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's you know, like, it's, it's been, been around a long bladder. time. Actually, it's We've, been around since don't drink 2003. We wine in a box. We drink it in a can. Yeah, I don't uh, like no, no bladder no, wine. No,
7: the, the Francis Ford Coppola Winery actually started canning wine in 2003. They did their Sophia Blanc de Blanc, which is a white champagne made from a white grape. Next, it's uh, on tap. In 2003, <laughs> <laughs> wines are on actually why they have wines on tap at a lot of places. They bought yeah. It's, it's That way they don't have any spoilage. You don't lose Next, what's... Next, we just what bring some wood bottle. from the
2: barrel and let you gnaw on it a while. <laughs> that's, that's your fiber. <laughs> yeah, there's some wine in there. Keep sucking, boys. sucking, boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is this? This is rosé. Okay, there's your fail that it's a rosé because everyone knows rosé wine is a fail. Well, I, you know, they had some other brands I wasn't sure of. At least
7: a rosé is typically a little sweeter.
2: That's not bad. It's wine. Tastes like wine. It's as good as I've had in church. <laughs>
3: Unbelievable. <laughs> what?
2: Hey, did you get a chance to try it? I
3: have not
7: had my much so of it. This alcohol is one of the hottest trends
2: of 2018 for in the it, it culinary actually, world.
7: Actually, in the it's in the beverage side, it is. It's one of the hottest trends right now.
2: Can is there I mean it's we we've gotten to um to a point where if it doesn't have cork, it seems cheap. If it's not a bottle mm-hmm. with a cork, it seems cheap. Well the truth is cork. It has not been the best method to to it, cap those bottles. Mm-hmm. It just became standard. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought fact, that was it. No. In fact, sealing with plastics and some of the other stuff, and they have like the plastic corks, mm-hmm. those are much better. They are. They don't rot. Uh you, there's very oh, yeah, little oxygen rot, leak. Yeah. It, right. it the wine doesn't get corked. Cork is porous, so and, it does.
7: And cork is also it's a long, it takes a long time for the that uh, the the trees, um Bark to grow back and be able to, to it's a to renewable resource, supply. but it takes a very long
2: time. Yeah. So, so even though we know that we can do it better than cork, still it seems lowbrow if it's not cork. And bottling and, and box wine, or I'm sorry, can and box wine is a good method to seal the stuff up. See, Absolutely. but the, the
3: thing about it too is like if I'm, if I'm a wine drinker, I'm not going to crack open a can. So it's, for me, wine and champagne and all these drinks are like let me help you the out. fancy people. You know, you got the glass, the pinky up. Here's
2: what here's what you want to do. You don't serve it in the in the can.
3: Well, yeah, I can see What that, you do yes.
2: is you keep a bottle and you do what I do with the knockoff Windex oh, at the you house. Just Because my mother-in-law demands (laughs) that we buy the name brand stuff. (laughs) And I buy... I'm not joking. I did it again this weekend. I get the big, like, gallon jug of the stuff that costs a dollar to put in your car. (laughs) You go to Dollar General. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I know it's the same stuff. And then I take the Windex cap off and I pour it down in there and seal it back up. But she has no clue. She's never been like, you know, Windex sure has just lost something. Mm -hmm. The the windows and mirrors. (sighs) I don't know what happened to Windex. The quality is really... something. She never (laughs) said that. But I'm saving money, man. So that's what I'm going to start doing. Pour it in a bottle whatever. And then, of course, you take the bottle and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> <Mocated laughs> yeah, before before this. <laughs> there. sort right in there. Uh, so that's uh, going to be a thing now, I guess, right? Yeah. This I mean, it, it, look, it's, it's it's
7: a single size. It's, it, it's portion control. Okay, if you're so going to serve it. How many do we got here? One glass? That's probably two, two servings if you read it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Oh, it has It's typically like a four to six ounce pour. I mean, typically four. And that's what, mm-hmm. 12 ounces? Yeah, seven, 10, 12 I think it's 12.
2: You know what actually works? If you're uh, boating or at a picnic or something. What works really good, uh, or what I like those for, is if you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because there are times when <clears throat> you may be needing some wine to cook, but you're not going to use that wine in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll do that. I'm like, I don't want to open a bottle just for, you know four ounces or something like that, boom, you got the can. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just safer.
7: If you're going to do anything outdoors, you don't have to worry about glass breaking, taking it to the beach, or, you know, if it's a lot, fall Mm -hmm. calls
2: a lot at the beach, but no glass. There are fewer vegetarians in the U.S. now than 20 years ago. Good. Fewer that cannot be. There's no way that is possible. uh,
7: Officially, vegetarians that completely cut out meat, yes, there are fewer But, um, you know, 20 years ago, that was 6% of the population 20 years ago were considered vegetarians. They self-deemed vegetarians. Now it's about 5%. um, But you have a lot more people that cut, uh, that don't eat as much meat. You know, 20 20 years ago, there was no Meatless Mondays. There was no Pinterest. Uh, There weren't, you know, these recipe sites where you could get all these uh, interesting alternative recipes. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, you know, it's it's different. But uh, a, a great... Number of that, what's that?
3: So you said it was six percent, right?
7: It used to be six percent, now you, it's five.
3: Now it's five. That one percent died. Is that what? <laughs> that's, that's, that one percent died for not having meat?
2: <laughs> why if they'd only <laughs> had a steak? If that one a steak, steak a they could have survived. They would have been five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh, that iron deficiency, that that's, iron uh, deficiency. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, yeah, okay iron deficiency deaths have spiked, just so we know. <laughs> we need to compare those numbers. We need to compare. That's a good point. Uh, the good news is even though there are fewer, they've stepped up their game and they're reminding you more that they're yes, vegetarian. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they have to. They, they dropped the percent. Like, we don't know to look at them. Come on. That's the thing about the vegans and the vegetarian. Well, we know. It's, it's, I'll have the pork chop. Well, I'm just going to have a salad because I'm a vegetarian. They can't even just order the stuff. No. Or I'll have the hummus wraps because, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I'm vegan mm-hmm. with I'm this vegan. stuff. You got to make a statement. Right. They always have to do this. But look at them. You know they are. Can we just give them armbands? <laughs> oh, Over the weekend, there was this um, LGBTQ uh, hashtag going around. Oh, yes. And, and what, they, they were like. I
3: can't Twitter. Remember. It was LGBT Twitter.
2: Lg. Yeah, that was the yeah. hashtag. LGBTQ yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And I don't know. Was the purpose just, hey, I'm gay? Yes. It and was, they would yes. post pictures. And I'm like, look at these people. Nobody oh, out you. there was thank saying, you, "Doc, I wonder if that person is gay. Oh. Anybody that sees you, they know that you're yes. somewhere on that LGBTQ were Some of
3: them are like, oh, sweetheart, baby, <clears throat> no, you don't need to tell me you're gay or you're bi or you're tranny.
2: I can tell. The tats, the shaved head and the sensible shoes and the dude jeans. You know what? I wondered if maybe she isn't your stereotypical cisgender woman.
3: It was funny because I saw one of them, it was like this big girl, pink hair, piercings. I'm a proud lesbian.
2: Yep. 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 I, yeah. I may not be able to nail exactly where on that spectrum you are, but I know. But I know you're one of those letters. I know.
3: I don't. I'm not going to go that way.
2: That's right. Yeah. The rest of us are not questioning. You I might was, be questioning. I wasn't the sure you're where you're going, but I might not be able to nail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you You know what I'm questioning? No, no the rest of us are not. No. We know. We, we got know the it.
3: answer and the question. Yep,
2: we got it all figured out. All right, headline for Chef Patrick Mosier, Florida woman's home shot up after she leaves negative Facebook posts reviewing restaurant. Yeah, I'd like to hear
7: all the details on this story, but apparently this lady took her mother to a, a diner mm-hmm. for her birthday dinner, and oh, her mother's nice. disabled. But apparently they were refused service. It doesn't say why. But they were refused service, okay. and so she thought about it, and she went home and she she uh, called the restaurant mm-hmm. and talked to the owner, and she was not given the response that she that wanted, she wanted yeah. which was basically we have the right to refuse service. Yes. So she went on a fa- on, on the social media uh, rampage against the the, uh, the the restaurant, and about uh, there's. There's a couple of guys sitting around drinking beer a few nights later, and they're really, really pissed off about the, the, the review, the, de- the, the yeah, the effects on the restaurant's uh, reputation.
2: Do they know the restaurant people, or we don't?
7: I think them? I don't know. I don't know. I know that they're fan, big fans of the restaurant. So apparently, they had eight or ten beers, and uh, they drove by and shot up that one of them drove by and shot up the house.
2: They're vigilantes about restaurant <laughs> yeah. reviews. Yes, apparently. restaurant reviewer vigilantes. We're there, yeah. uh, there doc. Y- Yelp it. has changed the world. Oh, yeah. What's the other one like Yelp that's? Uh, There's Open TripAdvisor. Table. TripAdvisor. Yeah. Open, open Table's great because
7: Open Table, okay, they kind of force the restaurant into using their software for reservations. But if you don't make a reservation at that restaurant and actually dine there, actually show up for the reservation, you can't review the restaurant. So mm. there can be no fake reviews. Oh,
2: that's all right then. Yeah, that's, that's good. nice. Yeah. Um, and you got to take these with a grain of salt. I mean, if yes. there's like overwhelmingly great responses and then one person has a bad experience. It was a bad experience. It's rare yeah. or they've yeah. got some sort of vendetta or something yeah, like that. Yeah, most of maybe. us in the hospitality industry stack the deck, I'll just tell you. Headline, store caught sticking googly eyes <laughs> on fish to make them look more fresh. You know, those fake little that you use for like crafts I or saw whatever? That story. Chris, look at the googly I eye.
3: Look I at it. love that story. That is fantastic. You <clears throat> cannot... Why are them being... Like, Why don't you cut the head off? That's what I'm saying. And, and then you and, can't tell whether or not. But the, the, the thing, too, is like, really, guys? You don't know those are googly eyes? <laughs> Come on, right, man. Right, you can't. Come on. Wow, apparently when fish die, their eyes get <laughs> all jiggly. They all there. jiggle. That's right. And, and, they fall, think, and they fall off when you wash it. And, I, and I'm sorry, but I don't want my fish, because when they that one with the little googly mm-hmm. eye removed that's disgusting looking is that
2: his official name the googly eye the one using crafts yeah. that you pin on like yeah, dolls a googly and googly stuff yeah that's the googly eye mm-hmm. it's called the googly yeah. eye yeah. Okay. yeah like pet rocks remember yeah. that I mean googly okay eyes. so they don't get this would they have gotten if the headline was uh, store caught sticking big mouth Billy Bass singing fish <laughs> among them to make him look fresh right <laughs> honey is so fresh he just moves about he just and mean, even and sings, sings. Yeah. pick me pick but, me <laughs>
3: But I like this because I don't see a disgusting face of a fish. Now it's happy and it wants to come home with me. I like that. Uh, Look,
2: at least they're creative.
7: That's what I'm
3: saying.
2: Very creative. I'm going to go ahead and uh, (laughs) retweet that story right now so you can see it for yourself. I really like that. And that's in, I think that was in In Kuwait. Kuwait, At least Mm -hmm. it wasn't local.
3: Again, Kuwait, the nearest ocean, pretty far. So I would like my fish to have some googly eyes.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Were you in Kuwait? Uh, No, I wasn't in Kuwait. Okay. Or is that classified? I don't know. So you're supposed to just say, no, I'm sorry, doc, that's classified. I can't tell you all this. If
3: I say that, how do you know it's not?
2: It doesn't matter if it's classified. You want the credit for it being classified. No, I can't say classified. You want to be bougie say and say classified. It's, it's the whole, I, it's the whole I, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill Okay, you. then just to just say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to speak about that. That's the, you got to offer something. It makes you sound important. I am important. Okay, whatever. All right, uh, 10 most bizarre ice cream flavors from around the world, Ooh, headline. Yes. Give me some. These are. I've had some bizarre ice cream flavors, but these like, take it. I, I really think the number one is kind of the worst. From London, haggis. What's haggis? Disgusting. Is so it haggis
7: is, is basically, a, a, it's a, a sheep's
2: stomach that's- uh, Nope,
3: nope. Yep. Stuff
2: it! Wait, it's stuffed with
3: minced Don't give me onion. That, you're from
2: Puerto Rico. That's like a yeah. you know highfalutin stuff. <laughs> no, it is not. You guys are eating all kinds we of weird stuff. We eat pig
3: eyes, pig ears, and pig nose, but stomach. That's where we draw the line. Okay. But they but they stuff
7: it with good stuff like onion, oatmeal, suet, which is the fat between the kidneys and other no, organs. No, it's the, ice it, cream. <laughs> and then other spices and salt, and they they put a little stock in it and they bake it off.
2: Yeah. Would would you? Uh would you eat it if it wasn't ice cream? Would you try haggis? Oh, yeah. If it wasn't ice cream,
3: then yes, I would definitely try it. Yeah, it says... Uh, what if
2: I just told you it was oatmeal and I brought it in? Would you eat it? Mm. Harrods in London offers it in mm-hmm. ice cream form. Mm. Uh, in Denver, they have a honey jalapeno pickle flavor.
7: Yeah. Uh, uh, pickle challah. I mean, pickle ice cream has been around a little bit. It's uh, it's really? sweet and, uh, and got a little vinegar flavor. Not horrible. I mm-hmm. take that over
2: haggis. Sesame seed, uh, sesame noodles with peanut sauce is what they have in New York. Ew. Eh. Well, you don't like peanut butter no. But
7: sesame and ice cream. So something about sesame is that creaminess and the, and the, uh, the sweetness of ice cream with that sesame oil because it's already kind of, you know, it's got that richness to it. That doesn't
2: sound good. Rosemary honey goat's milk. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yes. I don't know. The rosemary could be a little fragranty, y like uh, perfumey. Mm. Probably not as much. Yeah, of a as long there. as it's just a little bit in there. I mean, just a hint. Japan has
7: octopus flavored nope. ice cream. Not they also flavor. do Indian curry, mackerel, wasabi, charcoal. um horse Yes. Yeah, uh, venomous snake flavor. I don't know what
2: that means. No. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, do you want snake flavor? No, I want the, the venomous, venomous snake flavor. Or the Are you cow. trying to cheat me on this thing? And cow's tongue. They have cow's tongue in Japan. Oh. Uh, okay, we'll get to a couple more of these. A couple other topics. I'm going to break in back in a moment with more. <laughs> Chris just no! saw. Chris Why just did saw you it. skip that? We'll come back in a moment on this. The morning. Oh. Boys. <laughs> waking
0: up to the morning blaze with doc thompson part of generation blaze only on the blaze radio network cultural appropriation?
2: Yes, please. This is The Morning Blaze. Hi, right, continuing ice cream flavors from around the world. Let me, let me just pause and <laughs> say, have, have we run out of vanilla? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have those gone extinct chocolate, <laughs> bar, is chocolate uh, cocoa, cocoa bean beans. are those have those gone extinct has there been some blight patrick I uh, you know there's no there's a little there. Were, cookies there, and cream no longer exist has that flavor been banned or something no as a matter of fact I had some the other night <clears throat> yeah see then you don't need all these no you, you don't, don't. No. I mean I'm not above trying stuff but when you get to octopus flavor yes, you gotta say you know what um there's gotta be apple mango something that's what i'm saying like that. there's so, some, some good sort flavors. of correct para- can we have
7: some parameters guidelines
2: guidelines yes guidelines. from uh new orleans they have avocado uh, with
3: mint. why did you skip it
2: I'm i gonna, knew i'm gonna come back will you let me do it in my order avocado with mint and sour cream yeah i could do that <clears throat> how does that sound to you no Avocado. They do avocado
7: no. ice cream in the Philippines. They've been doing it for a long time.
2: You Let me You're help them out Filipina? here for the marketing. If they really want to do this, it would be avocado mint with and sour cream with little bits of toast in it.
3: That's what I'm saying. Mm. The toast. Avocado toast the avocado ice cream. Avocado toast Say, ice cream,
2: yes. Uh, creamed cod. Is that fish? Yes. That's just pointless. No, no. That's yes, No. No. It's not cod. It's creamed cod. <laughs> You're like, oh, what are you trying to pull on me there? <laughs> oh, it's creamed cod. Good. Banana curry. That sounds good. It could be mm-hmm. okay. Curry can be used. Well, curry well.
7: bananas, especially if you had the, the curry from the Caribbean, they always put bananas on yeah. the side. from any Big well. and fresh brown turkey. Is fresh brown. That's from San Francisco. Is that code word in know, San
3: Francisco? That fresh brown turkey? That's what I'm saying. It's San Francisco. So, yeah. And, and out, of the, what, out of the 200
2: do you know flavors. what fresh brown turkey is? No. 20 bucks. Same as downtown. <laughs> Okay. And finally the one Chris is all triggered <laughs> about that's on the list of bizarre ice cream flavors from around the world in London, breast milk. Yes. Better known as it, MILF and Cookies. It's called MILF They also have uh, the flavor uh, Actually, ba- it's called, yeah. Baby Gaga.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. That's the first thing that comes it Uses
2: to <laughs> human breast milk, vanilla and lemon zest. Ooh. This is this is uh, it we gets weirder. Uh, a serve of the ice cream is 14 pounds. Which is about this is one serving, which should be about twenty bucks U.S. Same as downtown, and that's because one. <laughs> there it is. It is twenty bucks. Same as downtown, <laughs> and because one woman cannot possibly produce enough milk to make a one store serving, so they have to pay quite a bit for it. Uh, for every ten ounce extract using breast pumps, you, they get uh, one serving. So, so they once, hire women to give breast milk. That's a the good gig. Cream. That's a good gig. Is it a good gig?
3: Yes. All you're doing you're gonna pump anyway,
2: sell it. There it is. Don't give it to the baby. That's and uh, this apparently is common in the UK. There's another store That's doing just, it as well. That's uh, pretty
3: cool. That's pretty cool. Would you try that if if
2: would I try it? I think as a chef I'd have to. You're um there's a couple of questions before I can answer that. <laughs> What? Before I can answer whether or not I would try it, okay. The overall question that everybody oh, is screaming man. right now is: Is she hot? Is she hot?
3: But is she drinking the milk? She has nothing okay, to and do and with that. Okay, and then the second
2: test. question is: I use it straight from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> that, these are I all germane just, to the story. I should have never brought what
3: this up. I, I just wanted to think it was pretty I cool. <laughs> Breast milk uh, you know, ice cream, thought pretty cool, but no, somehow you two made it all creepy now.
2: Yes, we're the ones who made human breast milk ice cream creepy. Yes. I'm the one who made it creepy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one who did that. Do you remember the first uh uh Sasha Barrett Co. movie, Borat? Was that the first Borat, one? Borat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he interviews Bob Barr the one-time libertarian candidate for president. Yes. And he goes, in my country, it is customary. We share some cheese. And he takes out crinkly, wrinkled up wax paper with a hunk of cheese from his pocket and starts cutting it, and Bob Barr doesn't want to offend him. So he takes a little bite, and in the middle of it, in broken (laughs) English, he indicates that it's cheese made from his sister's (laughs) breast breast milk (laughs) and you could see like physically the lump gets stuck in Bob Barr's throat
5: (laughs) (laughs) it won't go down, (laughs) Barr's like
2: uh, something about the old crinkly wrinkly rat, uh, wax paper anyways when it's not fresh just says dirty disgusting or whatever so all right Jeff Patrick Mosier you want to find out more about him just go to Spoonie.com it's like spoon with a Y Spoonie.com he's got his uh, new 24-hour platform get that up coming back uh, more including um, uh, an update on the 3d printing of God yes, story did you see that yeah really interesting we'll share there's There is a new development. This is far from over. Second Amendment rights still being challenged today.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Part of the next generation of
0: talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. sense and comedy this is the morning
2: blaze with doc thompson oh no what oh no i think uh regular uh tmb jack hole laurie d is apparently a big fan of box a big fan of boxed wine
3: oh that makes sense <laughs> 100% wow. makes sense.
2: Lori D, that was Chris Cruz who said that. That was a shot. That makes That wasn't even a war- no warning shot. You just went right in there. That makes sense. You just went right in there calling her trashy. No,
3: I didn't wow. say that. I
2: just said it makes it You know how Calling her lowbrow white trash no, is really insulting, no. Chris. You know
3: how this morning we we'll open up with like, you know, no, uh connecting the points, you know, something being mm-hmm. racist. Mm-hmm. That one was like the last point of the puzzle and whoop. Oh, I get it. Do you see that tweet too? Yeah, that's I front like that. pole sleeve. I, I don't get it though because it says, in case you were wondering where breast milk comes from, I, in a picture of Jessica Alba, I, I don't get it.
2: I don't think it was so much the joke. Okay. I think it was just uh, a picture of Jessica Alba. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tiny Pike saying, I have an issue with anything from San Francisco to eat that's fresh brown tur." Turr. Tur- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't no, think about that. We've told you how disgusting San Francisco has become. Yes, and Portland and some other places. Anything West Coast. It's not just about walking around the city and going up. Oh, watch your up. St- oh, careful. No. Okay, that's bad enough. Yes. Or then oh, Make sure you don't step on the needle, <laughs> which could give you right. <laughs> the first is the stank, and you don't want it on your shoes. Yes. Then it's oh, I don't want to step or fall on this or something like that, and get you know stuck by a needle. Somebody else yes. used an intravenous drug user. That's yes. A, do you want these people making that making stuff you go to new york and um they have nuts for nuts all over the place yes little, little nut stands fresh roasted nuts yep You'd be like, you got the guy out there with the hot dogs <laughs> does he always have gloves on <laughs> nope right so you could be nuts for and nuts he, or something like that you want to touch in that and if he does have gloves at that moment
3: how do, when did he cook it was he cooking in front of you?
2: Right. These people <laughs> are not um, known for their cleanliness, being hygienic. <laughs> and that's just your food. What about door handles, Chris? Oh, do By the way, all these turn. people pooping all over the place, all over there. Uh, what about the rest of their hygiene? Doc, you're going down this road. Do not go down this road. Gonna- do you think their body is clean? Certainly the area they just use to relieve themselves. Are they, do they have little toilet tissue dispensers all over the place and Purell? Think about what, what San Francisco has
3: become. I don't want to think about
2: it. It has actually become an asshole. <laughs> For years, we'd say, ah, that asshole or that rat hole. No, it literally has become that now. I just am still a little stock shocked that you would attack Lori D that way. But oh well. Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. If you would, please follow us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Emily Taylor joining us now, independent program attorney from U.S. Law Shield. Hey, Emily, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So good to talk with you, uh, but not necessarily about the topic at hand because we Second Amendment uh, supporters, which always sounds odd because everybody should be, uh, got uh, slapped down a little bit when it comes to the 3D gun printing, right?
9: Yes, and really I think that it's not just gun rights supporters who need to be upset about this. It's every single American because what we have isn't a second amendment issue, it's an issue of the government regulating information. It's a free speech issue and yeah, it's really disturbing.
2: Yeah, we focused on this being a second amendment issue because it's been it's guns that they were printing, but it really comes down to the intellectual property Uh, that's really at the center of this it's not hey it's wrong for you to 3d print a gun there's more to the backstory right
9: oh exactly and what we have is the government essentially looking at these 3d printed blueprints and saying that blueprint itself is a gun and so if you distribute that blueprint you are an illegal manufacturer or an Mm. illegal exporter of firearms which is a crazy position to take. And of course, the position that uh, the company wants to distribute them takes is, no, this is just information. And you can't commit prior restraint of my information.
2: Right, because, I mean, I could share information on how to make anything else, a pillow, anything, right?
9: Exactly. This is just like if you taught me how to grow marijuana in my closet, and then I did it if they charged you with being a drug dealer. It is that absurd.
2: We do have some questions moving forward about 3D printing in general, though, away from guns, right? And what you would be able to do?
9: Yeah, you know, this is an issue that, you know, we can understand in part why the government is looking at it with scrutiny. Because although 3D printers are not readily available now, in fact, the 3D printers that it would take to print out a blueprint as sophisticated as for this Liberator firearm mm-hmm. costs over $10,000. So okay. this is not something we're going to see a lot of today. But it's something that, of course, the government wants to look at because it could come up in the future. Of course, technology moves so quickly. But as we sit today, this is really not something that I think, you know, if you're just Sitting in your house, thinking, "Oh my gosh, if these blueprints get released, every criminal on the street is going to have a 3D printing gun to run around with." Absolutely not. It's expensive. It takes two to three days to print out, and then they don't even work that well.
2: Well, can I mean, I can make myself a gun out of other things without a 3D printer, right? I could go out and just buy, you know, the equipment to mill my own barrel and stuff like that out of metal. I could do that. That's is that illegal?
9: No, that's completely legal, and that's a great point. Every one of us, for the entire history of the republic, has had the ability to legally make our own firearms. What you can't do, and this is just as true of three D printed firearms as it is the one that you mill yourself, is we cannot put them into the stream of commerce if they're unserialized. You know, essentially just our homemade creation. But yes. Absolutely. This is no different from what any of us have the right to do today with metal instead of plastic.
2: You know, the intellectual property concerns over the 3D printed stuff, because, again, it would be like blueprints. I could say, um, here's how to make an iPhone and I get all the blueprints and I put it out there or whatever is going to be a question in the future. And certainly it's a concern. It's a concern, not just because of our, you know, our rights. But also a concern of commerce and if you have a business and somebody, you know, uh, intellectual property stealing that. But you know what, Nicole or, or um, uh, uh, Emily, there's always been some of this in the past and some of the, some of the concerns were unfounded. For example, when cassette tapes came in, prior to that, there was not a cheap and common way for people to share music. And everybody worried that, you know, people were sharing, you know, they'd have an album or record stuff off of the radio, and then they wouldn't have to buy the record. And there was some of that, but it never caught on, you know, in mass and damaged the record companies.
9: Right. And keep in mind that Defense Distributed, who was the company that wanted to put out these blueprints, they didn't want to charge money for it. He really viewed it as this is me as an American sharing information with other Americans that's a a free exercise so he doesn't view it as an intellectual property he should be paid for which is an interesting note I think the other note is you know the US government engages in this activity all the time when they post design patents on the internet right we can all that but for anything that's in patented we can download design patents and you know that is just nothing but the information and of course Now you start manufacturing those things, selling them, then of course, you know, we have all sorts of issues, but this really, the issue we're looking at now, I think is not different than anything we've encountered in the past. We just have this new technological spin because of the 3D printing.
2: So the latest on this, we, we had the, the, wasn't it a Supreme court ruling that said this could move forward, but now there's a federal judge that has extended the ban. What's, what's the legal status of this?
9: Oh, I'm so glad you asked because this is where the the legal people get to nerd out a little bit. So what's happened is the federal government came to Defense Distributed and said, you can't distribute this blueprint, you're an illegal exporter. And so Defense Distributed stopped. They were complying with the government and they were trying to make their arguments, trying to get uh, essentially a government opinion letter that said they could. And when the federal government and the Department of State were dragging their feet and were not complying with uh, sort of the appropriate timelines, Defense Distributed, this is down in Texas, actually sued the federal government. So that's lawsuit number one.
2: And oh, that's right. This company, wasn't this was a Supreme Court. This was a lawsuit. That's right.
9: Exactly. So they sued the federal government. Then the federal government says... We're going to settle this lawsuit, but we're not going to do it on free speech grounds. We're going to actually remove a category of firearm from the U.S. munitions list. And that's how we're going to let you distribute these blueprints. We still think you're an exporter of firearms. We're just going to take your firearm off the list. And then when they did that, that's when all these very liberal attorneys general forum shopped the heck out of it filed that lawsuit in Washington state which of course we all know gets appealed to the ninth circuit which will never be a friend to us and they are actually alleging a violation of state's rights but also a very technical regulatory issue that the department of state did not comply with the administrative procedures act which would have required giving congress notice that they're going to alter the munitions list it's it is legally a very complicated matter, but you know, fascinating for anyone who really wants to dig into it.
2: So this is gonna to continue to play out at various levels of the courts and ultimately it'll it'll have to be decided by the Supreme Court, right, at some point?
9: I would imagine so. It is getting messy and sloppy already because the court in Washington has actually The settlements and you can't distribute your blueprints online. And now the founder of the company has finally gotten fed up and has said basically, Well, your opinion says nothing about the mails. So he is now selling his blueprint through the US mails, and we have no idea how this is going to play out from here going forward.
2: Will there likely be multiple challenges for multiple reasons? I mean, you'll have the intellectual property angle and stuff like that. Then you'll have the gun angle from various different organizations and companies, I would imagine.
9: Yes. We're seeing the tip of the iceberg
2: here. Okay. So this is the the floodgates will open soon and we're going to have to... Again, this is a question for the future, not just because of the guns, but the intellectual property rights. And we have a a massive... Another massive change coming in the marketplace with this stuff. We we haven't even really caught uh, our minds up and our culture and just basic etiquette to things like home delivery via stuff we order on Amazon. And now Amazon and other companies have you know drone delivery and stuff that is just waiting. They're gearing that up in self-driven cars. All of that coupled with three D printing, Emily. It is going to be a fun ride for the next twenty years or so.
9: <laughs> it will. We'll keep an eye on it.
2: The good news is attorneys are going to be, you guys are going to be fine. You're going to, There's going to be so much work for you.
9: <laughs> no, we, that's what we
2: love to hear. <laughs> Tell me more about U.S. Law Shield.
9: Sure. U.S. Law Shield is a legal defense for self-defense program. So the idea is that if someone has to defend themselves, not only with a firearm, but with any legal weapon, that they shouldn't have to go broke paying you know, people like me to defend them from a criminal charge or from a civil lawsuit. So for $10.95 a month, people not only get access to, um, you know, information on a uh, almost daily basis about guns and criminal law, whatever they want, but most importantly, access to a free lawyer if they ever have to use self-defense or defense of others, defense of property, and they get charged with a crime or they get sued civilly for that action.
2: Oh, clever, clever model. And would that cover... Um Let's say I have a stand, you're, I, I, I stood my ground, and that's being challenged. Would that, would that be something that you would cover as well?
9: Absolutely. That's right up our alley.
2: Okay. That makes sense. All right. And it's uslawshield.com?
9: Correct. And we also have an educational uh, seminar website for people who want to learn a little bit about gun law, 3D printing, whatever's coming up in that area. And that's GunLawSeminar.com. All
2: right. Thanks so much, Emily. I really appreciate you joining us today. And we'll share all that on social media, okay?
9: Thank you.
2: Thanks so much. Emily Taylor, independent program attorney for U.S. Law Shield at U.S.LawShield.com. I didn't realize uh, how their program worked. That's interesting. Yeah,
3: it's pretty cool. Um, I think my future in-laws are part of the U.S. Law Shield oh. group. Yeah, I, got, I was there over the weekend. I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I just went to, to these people, what's I'm like, i seen that before.
2: Wait and a yes. moment. I, I get it. Yeah. But it's
3: pretty cool. And then she talked about the seminars. <gasps> they're almost all sold out. So I guess... There's are they
2: around the country or were the, they based
3: on... Yeah, it? they're around the country. I got one in Pittsburgh. I got Fort Wayne... Uh, Texas, Ohio, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee. Cool. So they're all over. It's pretty cool.
2: Good stuff. A lot of good information there. This 3D printing gun thing is this. She's not kidding. You're going to be so sick of hearing this topic in about two, three years.
3: But it's really interesting because I never would have tied it to First Amendment. I would have tied it to the Second Amendment because it is... Printing a 3D gun, but we're talking about blueprints.
2: Right, and that was at the center of this guy's yes. challenge. I was thinking it was Supreme Court, it wasn't. It was yeah. just settled with the Department of Justice because they challenged mm-hmm. him on it. They, The basis for them objecting, listen, behind the scenes, the truth really is, it's a Second Amendment for yes, them. Yes, it is. But the challenge was based on the First Amendment. Yes. Because it's not enough uh, to say he printed his own gun.
3: Yeah, it's not
2: because, like she said, you can make your own gun. That's what
3: I'm saying. You don't need a 3D printer to make a gun. You can make a gun out of anything.
2: Right. So why would it ever be against the law for you to use that technology to make a gun? And not this a, one. This is like saying, okay, I have the Millmaster 5000 that I use to bore Ooh. out this piece of metal for the the uh, the barrel of my gun. Chris uses the Boremaster 2000, and that's illegal. You can yeah. Why? It's just it's more efficient. <laughs> what that doesn't make any sense oh so this guy used a 3d printed gun again all of that's just bs they needed to make it about the 3d the uh, intellectual property. The intellectual
3: property yes but
2: remove the gun argument or debate or question out of this how do you handle intellectual property yeah. disputes down the road yeah. let's take it not from you and i the consumer okay that don't want to spend money on things that corporate america is selling <laughs> us but we want those things <clears throat> Look at it like you come up with new the technology. Yeah. You come up with something. It is truly unique, and you start manufacturing this stuff. You put it out there. Here we go. Great. And then all of a sudden, some jackal like Chris Cruz takes the the blueprints of it. Maybe it's blueprints he put together but is based on mine, so mm-hmm. it's not like he outright stole the program from mm-hmm. me. It figured it out, did the work to program the 3D printer, puts it all out there, and everybody just starts printing it themselves. The reason we have patents and stuff is, is to, protect. to protect that stuff. You should be able to benefit from your yes. intellectual property, the stuff you come up with. If we do not protect that. It's all over. What do you have left?
3: There, There is no America when it comes to um, I don't, creating things.
2: Right. M- Milton Friedman taught us in his book, Capitalism and Freedom. Freedom and Capitalism. Mm-hmm. That you cannot have one truly without the other. They go yeah, hand yeah. in hand. So these idiots out there that constantly like socialism or whatever and they challenge our capitalism, they're challenging your freedom and vice versa. And Milton Friedman explained it in his book even better than I could. But if we do not have that capitalism, we're gonna lose our freedoms. Mm-hmm. And our capitalism is tied to a basic concept that you ought to be able to benefit financially from what you have and are. From your physical abilities, your mental abilities, uh, something you are in possession of, something you own. Property rights ties into all of that. That is the center of all of this stuff. So, unless we get it figured out properly, it's going to be bad for all of us. Quick break back with more on this The Morning Blaze.
0: This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I right, tweets now with the hashtag What I Learned Today. While Chris is preparing those, and by that I mean he's unprepared, I will tell you about Nostalgia Wild Rice that's I'm available at BlazeWildRice.com. It's everybody else's fault, like Lori D's, I got it. BlazeWildRice.com. Okay. Use the promo code TRY10 when you order any of their uh, sampler packs, and you'll get 10% off. What was the promo code? TRY10. Racist. How is one zero? What is we
3: the 10th letter of the alphabet? I
2: don't know. What is it? I don't know. Okay, see, so you got to be prepared for this stuff. <laughs> you know it, though. It's what Q. It? Ah, and LG. there it is. is towards the end. It's not Q. You know it's not going to be Q. Quilt bag. No, but Q is in 10. Q's like way far down the list. Q's going to be like down around, you know, 18, 20. Mm. <clears throat> Anyway, just use the promo code TRY10 when you go to BlazeWildRice.com, and you get to 10% off their sampler packs, which is nice, because you get to try the different products they have. Chris likes the <laughs> rapidly, uh, stirred, rapidly honey. stirred honey. Rapidly stirred honey. Rapidly stirred honey. I'm a big fan of that as well. I also like the uh, peppered jelly. I'm just trying to make sure I'm covered yes, on all of it. Are, Nothing is offensive yeah. here. But try all of their mixes. They have all of the soup mixes, which are awesome. So what it is, it's a, a packaged soup mix that you basically add water to and heat and yes. there's variations on the instructions but all of the seasonings are in there some of them have actual rice are, yeah some of them just have like uh, rice powder and stuff like this to make it creamy whatever but they're fantastic just read all season you don't have to do anything and have you ever looked at the um ingredients on other soups
3: yes uh they got something called like dye nine and a big word starts with an x and ends with an oi.
2: Xanthrophil.
3: Oh, okay. I
2: don't think that's it. Anyway, they have all of this stuff in it that you don't even that. know what it is. is in a plant. <laughs> it's a pigmentation, I believe. There it is. So maybe it is. Anyway, all of this stuff and the sodium content in these, oh, have you ever seen super
3: that? Super high. It's like 30, yeah, if you looked
2: at the Campbells, yes, stuff, they go, okay, it's our low sodium. It's 30% less, you see. It's still off it's the still chart. Like a it's still like 1,000 grams. It's just normal. You don't have that stuff with uh, BlazeWildRice.com. All wow. of their products are, are natural. They're healthy. They taste fantastic. Go to BlazeWildRice.com. Use the promo code TRY10. Uh, the C42
3: saying <clears throat> property rights?
2: Dog whistle!
3: Dog <laughs> whistle.
2: Okay, that is kind of a dog whistle. It for is people, a dog it? With, yes.
3: All right. uh, TJ Topping saying so this interview wasn't for the wedding, it was to help make the in laws richer.
4: So Chris can benefit.
3: Okay, right. That's what I start thinking. I you was guys like, are
2: worse than the stupid left trying to make this into Whoa. a racist sign. I got the same thing. I'm glad I'm not alone. Oh, if, my God. You mentioned the in laws. I don't know if it's making them <laughs> richer, but somehow they're benefiting. It's like a friend of the family or something. <laughs> You gotta understand that the family Chris is marrying into. I'm just getting bits and pieces. It's like um, it's like the cl- the Kennedy clan. Okay, I'm okay. not saying in government or no. on the left. I'm just saying they've got compounds, places, yes, like bunkers around the country. Yes, that they all and they only associate with like. The family yes. and a couple of others yes. it's very clicky, yes, high gates and guards oh and Uber, high gates. Well, the opulence yes. of of wealth and and whatnot, so yeah, I could see that somehow they're tied into it. You can bet uh, the u s law shield mm. is you know like a subsidiary of chris's <laughs> in-law's Inc, something like that
3: <laughs> Brian's saying as a multiple patent holder, you need to know that you're wrong dr. Chris can legally use my patents for. Your personal. own private non commercial right. use. So if you don't use to make money, you're good to go. Right, exactly. Okay, you
2: can, and that's always been it is you can use stuff for yeah. personal use. It's just you can't go out and sell it then or open a store. Even Using if it's that. right, you can't do that. It's got it cannot, you can not cool, engage though. in commerce. You that's, can make that's, it yourself
3: that's very uh So
2: the Apple iPhone, go out make your own.
3: Just don't make money off of
2: it. You cannot make money off of it, you cannot sell it. That's if you have the ability, what's the matter?
3: What are we doing here? What do you mean? Are you kidding me? What? If we could make things that we patent, you know we could find a way to make some money.
2: Here's what we do. Okay. I think I just got it. I'm not kidding. We got to look. I think we find the loophole. Okay. Can I teach you how to make it? (laughs) So we have all the parts. Yes. Of an iPhone laid yes. out. Yes. And it's laid out, and we make it one of those little uh, wine and painting parties too. We go, no, just build an iPhone or whatever. No. But you get to keep what you made. You, you keep what you keep what you made. See what I'm saying? All the products are there. Now it may be just like, okay, put this battery in. <laughs> all the parts are there. Because you Ta-da! and I can. The reason we can't go out and make an iPhone is two things yeah. time and knowledge. Yes. Right? So we had all the parts we would know how to assemble, no. whatever. But if someone's there going, okay, put that together, yes. put this together. Yes. And you're, whatever. And then the time, it's already yes. done for you. It's already done. But once we learn it, we're yes. just replicating it. Yes. That's it. We're Ooh. not making profit of that. Oh my gosh. I make- got it. We get little 10 year old kids from Guatemala to assemble the first parts in the back room.
3: Also, oh, just the normal day in Guatemala.
2: Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. we just call it Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. We import them, okay. and they work in the back, and they help people assemble. Oh, they're like they're the, the assistants. Assistant. And if we call them interns, you don't to we don't pay. have to pay them at all. Ah. Uh, Chris, we are on to this I, right there. I knew we were. I knew if we just flushed that out. It's idea. our new wine and iPhone party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be great. It's fantastic. Uh, morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson does hold a record for something the most career firings in a lifetime this is the morning blaze with doc thompson <sighs> for now
2: chris had a uh, great point shockingly a great point during the break that that last segment is how um how you convince people to uh, exterminate six million jews yes that's Think the, about it. That's the push right there. That's the push right there. Where we're like, yeah, yeah, we just push the envelope with the iPhone or whatever. And then you get Guatemalan kids to make them in the back room, and you don't have to pay them if they're interns, but we're going to treat them great. Don't worry. And then just keep moving that bar a little, before a like, little bit before you're like, maybe we bit. should just kill them if they can't make the phones. And then boom, maybe you we just go ahead, and the next thing you, you know, just, you're marching into Poland. You know, I mean, it's, it's right there. That's how the whole thing works. It's uh, a slow evolution, the push. And we're just the people to do it, we're just the people to push uh the 3d printed guns if you don't know um the story of the cotton gin and eli whitney oh yeah and then you
3: was giving me a little bit of information and i was like i think she shared and
2: i'm going from memory here but i think i got most of it from memory eli whitney creates the cotton gin and his plan is i'm going to make gobs and gobs of money off of this thing at the time it took a lot of time to separate the cotton from the plant And his machine did it in seconds. It was so much easier. So his plan is, all right, I got a patent for this thing. I'm going to go out and make a bunch of these machines and sell them all over the country. And it's a pretty simple device, the way it's put together. It's not like building an iPhone. So he starts making them, and people are like, ooh, I got to pay for that. I'll just make it myself. So they just started making them themselves. And then some started selling them. So Eli Whitney's like, well, I got it's challenging my patent. I got to go out there and sue them. So he sues them. But there's thousands of people doing this. So he has to challenge all of them and can't keep up with it. And ultimately, never made any money off of the cotton gin because everybody just stole the idea. So he's bitter and ticked off, and he won't give it up. He will not give up that people are infringing his patent. So he wants to challenge all of these lawsuits. So he starts, it's like my friend Chef Patrick says, pride over profit, He starts spending all of this money, and everything else he's creating is to create money to go and challenge these people for stealing his idea. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So he comes up with the idea of uh, interchangeable parts on guns, which was revolutionary at the time. At the time, guns were all made. All right, I'm going to create my gun or somebody else. They were all handcrafted. He said if you make interchangeable parts— where this stock always will fit on the same barrel, you can interchange them. It's going to be great. So if one part goes bad, like during war, take it apart, boom, and you can keep – a se- plus you can create the assembly line stuff. So he comes up with the, this idea and needs backing. So he goes to the federal government. He goes, you need guns. I can make you guns for the military. So he stands up in front of Congress, and he has like six guns laid out there. And shows them how they're all interchangeable. But at the time, it was all smoke and mirrors. They really weren't. Awesome. So he kind of scams them a bit, gets this big payday for to go uh, and create guns for the government. But he takes that money and challenges the people who challenge his patent and doesn't make the guns. And so after whatever frame of time it was, uh, two years, something, Congress is like, hey, what about the guns, buddy? And he's like, it's coming. I just need a little more money. And they're like, here you here's go, some more here's money. some more money. Nice. And that happened several times where he got more money. Ultimately, he never delivered the amount of guns and the quality of guns. I think he did, did deliver some. He never really made any money. And all of that was wasted just on challenging the cotton gin. So there's an intellectual property story for you and how... How it can fail. It's also a bad government story for you very. and a wasting of money and not holding people accountable very, story as well. Very, very. All interesting stuff. Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned learned today. Did Lori D uh, get back? Did she tweet you? I'm just she serious.
3: did get back. She goes, WTF. I'm trying to go back to bed and I get bagged on.
2: See, there it is. There it is. All right. Hey, joining us in studio Wait, is. Wait,
3: hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you knew she answered. What do you mean? And you just wanted me to share that.
2: What do you mean? I was just curious. No, how, no. How did I know she answered?
3: Be-
0: you knew she answered?
3: How did I know she answered? How because can you prove it's that?
2: you. I'm sorry. The verdict's open still out on tw- that one.
3: Tweet deck is already
2: open. Okay. What are you doing? Let me see there. Okay. What about it? I'd have to look it. Why at are you it? scrolling? I'm looking for it. I don't, where is it? I don't see it. Where is it? See, it's not up there. Hmm. So, I mean, it's possible. Wait. I knew, hmm. but the verdict's still out on it. That's not been proven. Okay. And much like the hashtag MeToo movement, unless it's proven, Chris. It's just an allegation, is it? It really is. Hey, Gwen and Adam Rich are in studio with us today. Uh, Gwen and Adam uh, from the Rich Solution, the book. The is it the Rich Solution? Yes, is that what it correct. is? And yeah. what's the website?
10: Therichsolution.com. dot com.
2: Now, the Rich Solution is about getting rich. That's that's right. That's oh. the not
4: because
3: <laughs> of the last name.
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, had, oh. I come all the way down here.
2: You can't give me a microphone. <laughs> The name of the book is Stop Complaining. Oh, stop make compla- your own luck. Oh okay, but it features the rich solution. Do you know Correct. the story behind that? I do not. Go do ahead. I know the story
4: behind it? What's the story? We were going to do the pen and teller thing. I was going to be teller <laughs> that obviously didn't work. Okay, tell me the story behind it. Well, when we were going to make uh, choose the title of the book, she said, "Stop complaining." And I looked at her and I'm like, "Really?
2: We're Jewish." <laughs>
4: That's my favorite pastime is complaining right under whining.
2: So I like the idea of stop complaining. I think most people in the audience get that. A um, lot of bitching, a lot of snowflakes, a lot of hurt, this, that, and the other, instead of just, hey, maybe you try to fix the problem, work the problem, right?
10: Exactly. She says stop complaining. Complaining gets you nowhere. Stop, stop complaining. complaining. Yes. Okay,
2: so give me the steps in the rich solution of how this whole rolls out.
10: Well, the book is more than just about the 5% solution. I mean, it tells my story, and hopefully it inspires others to turn their worst into their best. But we use the system, which is the 5% solution, which is about taking small actions, daily actions that over time create incremental changes. And so everybody today has problems, some bigger than others. We all have a gazillion things going on. And, you know, if you try to make changes, no matter what part of your lifestyle, a lot of people think, okay, I'm just going to go full force, you know, 360 change, you know, and that just doesn't work. So you need to do it in little small changes, really, really tiny and really take all the different areas of your lifestyle. So we're
2: really talking about life hacks, too, with some of this stuff. Exactly.
10: Biohacks, life hacks. Oh, yes.
2: I am all about the life hacks now. I think most of us are. It's like, even when you listen to programs like this, you listen to authors, whatever, little news stories, little studies we talk about, any little nugget you can find that just says... That takes one little extra stress out of my life, makes something a little bit easier, saves me a couple of dollars. That's really what it's
10: about. Right. And it's, I mean, look, we we are an information age. There's so much at our hands that we can literally look at any topic and figure out, you know, what we could do to solve our problems, right? And so why reinvent the wheel? But you might need to take something that you find and hack it, right? Right. So that it works for you.
2: And is this how you uh, approach life in general as you go through your day is trying to find those little solutions, incremental?
10: Absolutely, I mean, I don't think I realized it so much before my diagnosis, but definitely since the diagnosis, I mean, obviously we're, it was very critical and time was of the essence, and so yeah, it was finding those hacks and what could work for me so that I could you know, hopefully live longer than anybody thought possible. And that's,
2: I mean, that was the basis of some of this stuff too, right? Your diagnosis with cancer.
10: Right, yes, stage four metastatic breast cancer, which is incurable, and so we're looking to slow things down and maybe my body can last long enough so that we can
2: Yeah, you're okay you're okay
10: uh so yeah hopefully long last last long enough so that the next drug that comes out and you know it's just kind of a cycle that just keeps going so that's what i'm doing right now so
2: it's incurable right correct how long ago were you diagnosed
10: so this was, um, it'll, I'm going on six years will be this November 6th. And so I am in the rare category of one out of every four women who make it to five years. So I am way past my expiration date. So I attribute I it to... It just stamp it right there
2: right and you're day. good to go. Exactly. Expired. Well,
4: she says expiration. I say use by
2: date. Use by date. Then you're my, <laughs> it's a little friendlier that well, way. It's know, a
4: little nicer. In my uh, tongue-in-cheek <laughs> misogynistic uh, yeah. you know, attitude.
2: No, uh, but I mean, that's, that's always got to be over your, well, I guess everybody knows eventually, you know, they're going to die, but right, it's still, you know, it's coming probably sooner than others when they tell you that most people don't live, you know,
10: right. very but long. I think what's important too, one of the things, not only in the book, but what I do on a daily basis is about mindset, the mental minutiae. So you can find that on Facebook Okay. and whether you have a diagnosis or, or not just getting through daily life is that sometimes we need to reframe our thoughts right? Mm-hmm. To be successful. So I've told myself from the beginning that I'm going to be the longest living person with my type stage cancer. So I don't look at it that it's short term. Okay. And, and that's what works for me. You know, mentally, I tell myself, I'm going to be here a long time that I don't even have this chronic, you know, incurable cancer. So what? So what? And and the, it's what's very interesting. I don't remember what it's called, but people need to reframe things in their life, whether it's a health condition or not, because your mind is is very very strong, and it only knows what you tell it. And there is so much evidence out there that if if you go negative. OK, that sometimes people are like, OK, well, I have heart disease in my family. My father died. My brother died at like 50. So they say, OK, the same thing's going to happen to me. Right. By the time I get to be it's 50. Like a
2: self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. There's another name the for it. And, stuff, yeah. and there's
10: evidence that shows that is, it's very true, that that can actually happen. So the reverse is already t- is truth is is truthful as well. So I'm telling myself that I'm going to live a long, healthy, you know, wonderful life.
2: Whatever At, that period exactly. is. Exactly. Right. So, what else do you attribute to uh, survival?
10: um So, it, in addition to my traditional protocols for my treatment, I have from day one changed, if you want to say there's nine areas of my lifestyle, and made those small incremental changes mm-hmm. and made changes to put the odds on my side to. You know, uh, have my body working as efficiently as possible. You know, tame the inflammation, boost the immune system, and reduce my stress. And of course, change my diet completely. Um, She's not going to
4: reduce the stress till I leave. No, exactly. <laughs> you're you're yeah. always dragging so, it down. It's, that. it's, it's, that's, that's, that's right. Part of it. How is life? So,
2: <laughs> so was day one. Did everybody's going to react differently to the news? I mean, obviously, there's shock, and you go through all, you know all of the emotions. But from day one, did you say okay? I'm going to figure this out. Was that your attitude?
10: Oh, absolutely. Even I was at the doctor's office and she told me and I said, okay, I'm going to eliminate sugar. And at that point I had lost a little bit of weight. Um, And she said, you know what? Don't worry about your diet. You just need to put, don't worry about the sugar and all that you need to put on weight. But I left the office and that's exactly what I cut out sugar and and cut out carbs and cut out alcohol. I had already cut out wheat and gluten. Uh, so I didn't have to worry about that. So
2: you're saying any of these things? I just want to go as fresh and things that I know are healthy as Not possible. Not feed the cancer, right? I think okay. The supplements have been a big part. Oh also. yeah, and supplements. supplements.
4: Right. She takes uh, what we both do.
10: A boatload. I mean, but we we use Life Extension. We've partnered with them. We I we have been using Life Extension, I believe, for at least. That's a a brand.
2: That's a company. Right. Right. A very reputable band.
10: It's been there for 35 years.
2: And this was all part of the process.
10: Yes. Okay.
2: So, and and how are you now?
10: I mean, I'm doing great. I haven't felt better. Okay. Um. So, you know, uh, seriously, uh, things are going very well. So I'm really excited. Thank you for having us here, because now I have the platform where people are always asking me, OK, Gwen, what are you doing? Yeah, you look so well. No one would ever know that you have stage four cancer.
2: Well, yeah, and then the length of time, I imagine anybody else that gets that type of diagnosis listening right now going, OK, what am I going to do? How could? What did you do?
10: Exactly. And so now it's all about spreading the word. You know, my goal is bigger than me, but spreading the word on what I have done. So this can work for the average person who maybe just feels crappy. Maybe they have extra weight. I mean, they have IBS. Whatever it is, the things that I'm doing will help any person, the average person, feel better and improve their health. It will also help those who are scared of getting a cancer diagnosis reduce their cancer. hmm uh, risk and then, of course, those who are even frightened to get a, a reoccurrence of their cancer. So it can really help anybody. You just don't have to have cancer. We don't
2: see a lot of the. We don't see a lot of people saying, uh, "I'm going to try to figure this out well, in life in general," but certainly not when you get a disease. The doctors are the experts, right? They're the experts. I'm just going to do whatever they say. And we know um, there are benefits to some holistic approaches to stuff. We know traditional medicine has its place as well. But you don't get a lot of people doing what you did that says, I'm going to figure this out. Let's think this through. Let me try some different things. I got to tell you, I get a a serious diagnosis. I'm going to try stuff. That's the reason even like experimental drugs that they come up with, they're like, well, we're not sure. You know what? I'll try. Because at that point, what do I have to lose? All this is changing. You think that the attitude is changing then? No. It's it's all
4: becoming much more patient-driven. Right. um, Because there's more information out there. Now, it's a double-edged sword drives doctors crazy because mm-hmm. i'll tell you cares a about lot, that some of the older doctors they don't like people coming in saying you know i saw this uh... <laughs> the cialis on tv <laughs> right. i think i need some or yeah, whatever it is right that. i don't right. know if you know this but doctors <laughs> often are a little arrogant i
2: don't oh, know if you know that right have a little bit of that to them too
4: but you gotta be able to have a physician that explains to you in layman's terms mm-hmm. what's going on and if you can't find it you gotta go find it and, it, and it's not sometimes it's not easy mm-hmm. she went to eight doctors
2: who misdiagnosed her for eight years. Wow. so you had symptoms, and they're all like, it's something else?
10: They missed the cancer on the MRI and they thought I had spinal stenosis. So I was doing everything I could except surgery to help the spinal stenosis, which of course it didn't help at all. Because I didn't have spinal stenosis. But going back to your thought, there's, yes, my husband's right. The, The medical industry is train is changing. And so it's patient driven, which is great for the patient. And so what they need to know is they have to be an advocate for themselves. The second thing is that, yes, most people don't come home from a diagnosis and say they're going to change. And even if that's not their initial reaction, there are people who, you know, it's overwhelming. Any day today is the best day to start.
2: Yeah, the old adage, the best day to plant a tree is 20 years ago, the second best day is today. In other words, we go, oh, I should have done that 20 years ago. Well, maybe try now. Right. And then 20 years from now, you'll be like, hey, I'm glad I did that, right? Um,
10: and the other thing, you know. to going back to a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, we have there's so much evidence out there now with gene expression and that with either doing um, meditation, mm-hmm. okay? And we're talking even in as short as two weeks, doing meditation, can help change your gene expression. And this is important because there's so many people who think, okay, I have the BRCA gene or I'm doomed to get cancer. It's not a death sentence. Yeah, whatever
2: gene it is, because we're talking heri- um, uh, heritage hairs. Things but, are those, hereditary. but the
4: gene has to be
10: turned on.
2: Right.
4: Right, and you can you can you can influence that. Hi, I'm
2: here to turn Gene on. (laughs) Is he in the back room? The book is "Stop Complaining: Make Your Own Luck, Living a Legacy on the Go by Implementing the Five Percent Solution." Um, And the website is therichsolution.com. Correct. Also, we're going to be
4: on uh, Spoony. Uh, on the Dash Radio Network.
2: Oh, awesome. So, Very cool. It's,
4: it's spoony because there's no forking on the
2: radio. That's right. That's exactly. Right. That's exactly what you got to remember. It's a great way to put it. It's the uh, therichesolution.com, and I'll uh, tweet out a link and post it as well. All right, guys, thanks for coming. Appreciate a quick break. Come thanks, back and find out what we learned today. This thanks, is The Morning Blaze.
0: Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag WhatILearnedToday. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on The Blaze Radio Network.
2: blaze with doc thompson All righty that is it ladies and gentlemen the end of the morning blaze but before we go as always let's find out what we learned today we learned chris cruz is a white supremacist whoa who would have thought it no, no. mr plantains no. from the no. island of puerto rico is a white supremacist how dare you you know that white people are superior therefore you are and you're i flashing do know, all those gang i symbols. do know they're superior isn't that there's all of the people out there that claim I have white privilege, aren't they white supremacists? Yes. Because they're saying white people are superior. You have privilege. I think that's what we learned. We learned that as long as there are cocoa and vanilla beans, there is no need for ice cream made from avocados, haggis, or octopus. No. No, 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 no. no. We learned that you might be questioning, but the rest of us know. We... The rest of us know. Sweetheart, we know. I'm just questioning God. Okay. I got it. I got we're, it. We're good. Yes. yes. Finally we learned that. We live in the age of the restaurant review vigilantes. <laughs> who would have Who get, We're there. By the way, Denzel is going to star as uh, one of the vigilantes in an upcoming movie. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Well, I learned that you can't call everything racist. It loses its power. I don't think so. It hasn't yet. <laughs> it has not yet. True, true.
3: If you're bringing w- I mean, if you're drinking wine out of a bag slash box you might want to rethink your life your
2: life choices yeah and dog mentions a cotton gin dog whistle racist dog whistle eli whitney dog whistle did i go to him I ask he doesn't him? know
3: does you do you think he knows how to turn his microphone on
2: you're right i was gonna ask martin what he learned spinning the dials i do style. know how to oh okay. whoa, whoa. whoa hello I- Mordecai, spin of the dials, radio style, and all the What have anything did you learned today? I learned that
3: whenever I speak into docs here, I use way too many words. Yes, so
2: many words.
3: Yes. And the so music many. is so loud, Mordecai. What are you doing? Are you on estrogen supplements or what something? What are you doing? Keep the I think music he's on below. estrogen supplements uh, yes. with all
2: the words. Yes. So many words. Gosh. What have anything did the listeners learn today?
3: Uh, speaking of Doc saying, so what Doc is saying that Chris' fiance is marrying Chris to piss off her daddy? Yes, of course. I just that's, knew that. It's a bad one.
5: I don't They're like on that.
2: the pyramid, you know.
3: I know I'm on the pyramid, but I don't think she's trying to piss him off.
2: They're uh, always trying to piss mom and dad off. Okay. TJ Topping saying... Look me.
3: True. TJ Topping saying, I feel like I've been part of a crime. Just listening to Doc and Chris trying to figure out the copyright <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It did kind of like, like...
2: Crime criminal right there. Yeah, that'll Uh, that'll be uh, the uh, CNN headline news true crime story 10 years from now.
3: Scrappy Nerf Herder saying Chris Cruz is two K's shy of being a racist. You're right.
2: You really are. Uh, Would you be willing to change Cruz to K-R-U-Z?
3: Well, in Glenn's book, I'm already Chris Cruz with two K's. He always puts K on Cruz. (laughs) So I'm already there. (laughs) So I just need one more and then I'm done. Uh, Free Agent T saying when Democrats have successfully... W- oh. When Democrats have been successfully trolled by 4chan since 2017.
2: I know. And you know what they missed by that? We did the whole monologue about that earlier today. Is there could be one other part to it. Yes. That maybe they're just screwing with you because yes. it's, it's easy and fun. fun. Do you realize that's part of the Trump thing? Yeah, some of these people do it for all of these other motives, whatever, and you don't know. But sometimes it's just fun. It's the fun. reason that I... Although don't like the president trolling people mm-hmm. like this, and you know we love triggering it. them, part of me does because it's still there is part that's funny, even when you know it's wrong. Yes, yes. It's like laughing at church; you know it's wrong. Yes, but you yes. still do it because it's still funny, and that makes it funnier.
3: Shiny American Patriot is saying Doc is raw, groggy until he has his morning rum spritzer. <laughs> Joe is saying Chris Cruz says no one no one is tweeting. Translation: These people aren't interesting enough for me. Bingo. That is so true. B from the SABC saying, Doc is complaining about all the voices in his head. Maybe he should brush his teeth more often. Winner. Uh, Zoc saying, why is Mordecai learning? Is there going to be an empty chair soon?
2: I don't know what's <laughs> going on. All I know is, again, new people and people doing jobs they didn't used to do. and, are Adam, bad is, at it and-
3: Adam is saying, uh, Doc hasn't learned the new acronym for the gay community. It's LGBTQAI.
2: Uh, I think it's Quilt
3: Bag, too. I think it's Quilt Bag, too, also. Sarah saying, googly ass on fish doesn't make them fresh. It makes them look hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jackal Angry Beaver saying, the Democrats learn nothing from a few good men. You object one time to, to get, it, get on it on record. record. And then you're it. just being an a-hole. Yes. Okay. First Sergeant saying, Chris Cruz, stop weaponizing your hand gestures.
2: Right. Well, you got to a lot of those today. Who's responsible? Dylan. So Dylan stepped up because Mordecai's yes. doing something. Look at Dylan busting out great. Busting tweet. out amazing Listen, tweets. Listen, listeners out there that normally don't get your tweets in, it's Mordecai's fault. Yes. Dylan is crushing it today. This is how he ends. He says, Doc, forget the thumbs up emoji. How do I change the eggplant blank emoji to race appropriate? Oh! He got an eggplant emoji in. Dylan yes. is the. Uh, we didn't get the do numbers on procrastination. Okay. Maybe Dylan can put those together yes. for us. Yes. Uh, what else? we we'll do get to him tomorrow. What else do we have coming uh, up?
3: Apron supporting veterans.
2: And what does Glenn have coming He's up?
3: talking about social media feminists. What
2: is mm, What is Glenn wearing today? A1A. Okay, it's got it. Okay, I'm in the... Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz and Dylan production. Six Sumper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> yes!
0: Yes! The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yes! Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag, whatilearnedtoday.